Hey everybody, it's episode 178 of PodQuest. 178? It's kind of a lot. That's that's too many. Can we go back? Nope. Nope. It's January 24th, 2018, and I am Chris. With me is Walnut. Yeah, I'm, ba- I'm back. And Druton. Hi. How you guys doing? Oh, kind of getting over stomach virus, but pretty good. Oh, you couldn't have warned us ahead of time? Oh, I'm fine today. My poops were solid. Uh, uh, so, everything's good. Cool. Were you on, like, an antibiotic or anything? No, it was just, it was, like, a two-day thing. Okay. That, like, Antibiotics it, don't do anything yeah, for, viruses. for viruses. I didn't know if it was an actual virus or if he was just saying that because he felt bad. Because, um, like, you know, some people don't really, like, they'll just, they'll say, like, I have a stomach bu- bug or I have a stomach virus when actually they might have something, like, legitimately bad that they should be on medication for. Uh, it was, it probably started Sunday. I was just extremely exhausted all day. Um, and then Monday, I just, my stomach didn't feel great at all, and I felt bad because girl I've been talking to was over, and then, um, just Tuesday, I called out of work, and I slept until one o'clock. What a bum. So, I felt good. But then it was like every two hours, I was up pooping, but it wasn't really pooping, peeing out my (laughs) (laughs) I know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Just just a smidge too much information. It might make people (laughs) laugh. It might make people... At least I'm not breathing into the mic that Ken Daly still does on Nerd Poker, and it drives me nuts. And making some ridiculous noises. 30-something episodes later, he still does it. I'm I'm still only on, like, episodes. I started... No, I got past when they got to the second having to... I started re-listening to it because I finished Nerd... I finished uh, Season 1 of... Or Series 1, I guess. Of Critical Role. Right. So I started re-listening to where I left off on Nerd Poker, and I'm just... I still, like... Like, I kind of just listen to it, because just... Cause Why don't it's you something listen to, listen to, like, to. something else? I, oh, I, I listened to about five episodes in a row, and I was like, I had to stop and started watching the new season of uh, Critical Role. Well, I was going to say, because, like, I know you listen to a lot of stuff, like, at work and everything, so... Well, yeah, yeah, it's, I was Why listening... not, like, if you dislike it that much, why not just listen to, like, well, anything? It's, it's not... At this point, I've realized it's not that I don't, it's that I dislike it that much as much as there's only so much I can handle it. The way they act, and, like, not even as Dan as a DM, but the way Ken, um, Brian, and, and, and Blaine act as players, the way, like, they act because they're comedians and that's all they go for, it just gets a little much. So after a couple of episodes, I have to take a break from it and listen to something else. So. Okay. Yeah. Once I catch up, once a week will be fine, but it's me catching up from the 10 weeks, 10 to 15 weeks that I miss, which I'm almost there. I only have about four and a half episodes left. I just figured, you know, having any other type of show. I'm, I'm also caught up on the rest of my other podcasts besides Nerdist and like, like besides the interview podcasts, which I don't really care about catching up on those. So it's music or nerd poker. I just can't think of what I want to listen to. Now. You should listen to the Adventure Zone. I should, or that you could listen to a not D and D podcast. Yeah, but what's? I mean, like if there's a story based podcast that you guys like. Maybe I'll. But welcome to Night Vale. I've heard of that. Welcome to Night Vale is amazing. I I've heard a lot about that. It's to me, it's very intimidating because of how many. Even though I just watched 114 episodes, a four-hour-long pod. Uh, uh, yeah, welcome to Night Vale. Night Vale like are minutes, the longest episode is an hour, and, and, and it isn't there like over a hundred episodes. It's at like one twelve, like one thirty or something yeah. now. But like seriously, they're mostly around 25 minutes a yeah. piece. 
Um, so I, but I've you could also listen to like something that would prepare you for this show. You know, something that talks about news. You could and listen video to games. the Giant Bomb Cast or the Giant Beast Cast or anything over at like Kind of Funny or IGN or, or Rebel FM. Yeah, I could. But what's the fun in that when I can just get my news from you guys? You're the and worst. just whatever comes across my news. You're the worst. You know the only news I care about is Monster Hunter. And that's literally the news that none of us care about. I know. Way to so, be way to be difficult. So that's why I'm here for but Monster Dragon Hunter. Ball Fighters comes out the same day. Yeah, I played but I both have, those betas last week. And I have one Monster of those Hunter. is a way better game. It's not I had this to talk with Cobb. We can talk about it later. We, he and I have come to an understanding. About how I am going to shit on Monster Hunter, right? Not shit on Monster <laughs> Hunter, but just, like, I, I've, I, how did I put it? Like, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's a bad game. Just because you like it doesn't mean it's a good game. And I'm not saying that it's a good game. I'm saying I enjoy the game. But because you saying that you don't like it, it's a shitty game. I'm never forcing you guys to try and like it. I just ask you guys to give it a chance. You gave it a chance. You don't like it doesn't make it a shitty game it just means it's not your type of game no y- yeah no i didn't i don't like it because it has bad mechanics because it is a bad game i, I as a functional thing it is bad i i don't it is the inverse of destiny where i hated every second i was actually playing the game because of how the game plays as opposed to the bullshit surrounding it but then it also has that, too. Uh, well, we're not there yet. All right. So, first question. Apparently, I did not write di- or I did not type in your Wi-Fi password correctly. Nice. Oh, jeez. So, it was beat. Uh, let me Dick. just look it up right, real quick. Let's give out his Wi-Fi password on the internet right now. Yeah, because that's going to <laughs> affect anybody. Uh, it could. My Wi-Fi might... password is don't blink with an exclamation point. Oh, jeez. Come on, load up. All right. Beat, B-E-A-T. Three zero eight six shot s h o t five sixty set s a t. Let's see if it. Yeah, that time it worked. I don't know. <laughs> I could have sworn I typed in the same thing. Maybe I um, misread a number because it was dark. Probably maybe. when I was trying to read the side. Or of you, the... you maybe put a zero in instead of a uh, an o in instead of a zero, or like an eight instead of a zero. Because a lot yeah. of times the shape they of that. Slash yeah. And... Yeah. All right. So now I can actually load up this first news article, so I know what the dates are. So. Did you guys hear what got a release date? What got a release date? God of War. Is way, what I'm guessing. way to ruin it. Would you ask if we heard? I'm trying and to build, we build suspense. D- well, then don't ask questions you don't want answers to. But yeah, so God of War, PS4, release date? 420. Oh, uh, I see. What, no, they didn't. Same, Same as date. Nintendo. Yep. Nint- N- Nintendo Labo is going to compete with God of War. Dude, Nintendo Labo. That looks ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Actually, you weren't around for that. Yeah. No, I... Like I don't want it. Yes, you do. Don't. But I like. Well, no. It's like it's not a must-have type of thing. But if I can find a copy of the game base and pirate the 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 uh um actual cardboard things out by using Home Depot cardboard and twine, I'm down. According to the Bombcast, they are just going to release the like the plans. Or whatever the blueprints for the cardboard stuff, and you could use your own cardboard. 
Okay. It, I mean, the the difference is you're still going to need the software, so you'll have to buy the software somehow. It's which, then how much is the software? Yeah. Like, is everything that they showed are those each separate games? Or is it uh, one? So the robot? Robot, there's two sets. There's the robot, which is going to be eighty. 80. And then there's everything else, which is going to be seventy. Well, okay. The the home, the piano, the fishing, and the RC cars. That's what they were calling everything, the wasn't it? No, there like there was like a drum pedal. Right, there was that. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess maybe the motorcycle is in oh, the other motorcycle pack too. Looks so stupid. But, but there there were a few th- things they showed in that that aren't announced for anything yet. Okay. I think there was a bird or something they Oh showed. yeah, it looked like a viewfinder, but yeah. it was a bird. But That's... I I assume those prices are with the cardboard yes. and everything. So well, it's if... going to be seventy five dollars yeah, it's gonna be seventy five dollars for the robot one without cardboard and it is going to be Wait, did they say that? No, without... I'm just guessing it's oh, like oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. oh no no you're not gonna be able to buy the thing without the cardboard ever. I would not be surprised <laughs> if they so if they're going to release the like the the like schematics for yeah. it or whatever you want to however you want to say it, I wouldn't be surprised if they offer like digital downloads but, for the software. Oh, okay, but yeah. At true. most, it's going to be five dollars cheaper because yeah. it's Nintendo. You're well, paying Nintendo tax. Yeah, and we'll 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 see how much like the price differential is. But if people buy the game and then return it, Listen, trade it in, they're not going to have the 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 templates for it. You're going to need to find the template. Which how that is not to... Nintendo's problem. How much I know that which printed cardboard cost. So like here, here's the thing to keep in mind. Mad Cats is back. Uh huh. This comes out four twenty. Uh huh. Five twenty. Entire section of Mad Cats cardboard um accessories for this. Again, you're still paying too much. Just go to Home Depot. Say you're moving. They'll give you fucking boxes. So it's not just boxes. If you actually watch that full trailer when they open up the um, and you can the spend a dollar for twine and stuff. I, there were pulleys and yeah, shit. Yeah, there were pulleys and shit going. Like, that robot one is way more complex oh, yeah, than I know. it looked. That, that robot um, one looked awesome. And also, I don't know if it's real or not, but apparently the piano, um, there's got to be something on the inside because it's apparently using um, the the RF signal between the, the, the Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, the Joy-Cons go on the side. It's, like, measuring, like, the distance from the Joy-Con to, like, whatever you're putting up. And that's what's playing the notes on the piano. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Maybe. Who knows? It's well, cool looking, though. Yeah, it, it's cool. I want it, but I don't. So I'm like, if I can get it cheap, or if we can get it for free, I'm down to toy around with it, but doubtful that we'll get it for free. No, no, so, we will. It's totally going to be worth 70 bucks. <sighs> It'll be worth 65 and we'll, we'll get it for 70 So, um, yeah, God of War. That's that's one of the first God of Wars that I've actually like looked at and been like, that game looks cool. Yeah, I did see that they released a new trailer for it. I didn't watch it, but it makes... It makes the father-son dynamic more, um, from what I hear, more Last of Us-y than it did before, I guess? So I, I purposely didn't watch it either, because I actually want to play the game, so I just don't want to see any more about it. I, I just didn't get around to watching it. I, I should have yesterday, because I just sat at home sick all day, but I just didn't watch it, because I didn't feel good. That's fair. Um, so, the other, like, actually, like, big game thing is, uh, did you guys hear what's going on with the Xbox Games Pass? Yes. No. So, you know what it, what it is, right? I mean, I'm sure if you start explaining it to me, I might, but... It's Xbox's Netflix service, okay. where you pay a monthly fee and you can download games. So, it's 
PlayStation's um whatever their well no because PlayStation Now feature no because or those are streaming games. This is actually like you download the full copy of the game to your system, and as long as you have a subscription, you can, you can play and it's, it. It's it's not the same, but it's essentially what it is. similar idea. I I know for the most part the um the Sony one is a lot of like like old games like PS2 classic yeah and stuff like that. Maybe some PS3. I don't think there's any PS4 on uh, there though, or is there? I've never know. really looked at it because the price sucked, and yeah. I don't want to stream my games. And when I tried it, I was I almost meh. I almost did the the week trial just because I wanted to play the Katamari game that they had on their Katamari Forever. But yeah, so Games Pass it's like ten bucks a month. Um, you can play whatever games they have up there, which they have at least a hundred up there now. I know it's over that number. Um, unlimited. Like there, yeah. there's no limit. The full games, nothing stopping you. Yeah. Um, they have announced that first-party Xbox One games are now going to be released on that day and date as the like worldwide releases. So they they specifically pointed out Crackdown Three, Sea of Thieves, and something else. What's the other? Uh, uh State of Decay. Okay, interesting. So those are like the next three like first-party Xbox games, and they like those will all be available with Games Pass the day they release. And how much is Games Pass? Ten bucks a month. So it's one hundred and twenty dollars a year. It's the cost of two games. If there are two Xbox One games that you would want to play in a year, if there it's are th- worth it. If there are three Xbox One games that you would want to play in a year, it's no. Worth if, it. if there are two, because after tax you're paying more than one hundred and twenty dollars. I feel like if you're buying the physical copy of the game, yeah. But I mean, for or me, not Amazon. for me to justify it, you have to use more than what it would. So yeah, it would cost more for two games because of tax. But if you live in Delaware, there's no tax. Then so, it costs the exact same amount as two games. So then to make it worth it. You have to have one more. To make it a deal, you have to have more. Yeah, but we're not talking about a deal. We're talking about worth it. So you figure you get these two games the day they release. You don't have to go anywhere, pay extra money. You've already paid for it. Plus, you have hundreds of other games to pick from, too, to play in the 12 months between releases. Yeah. Um, And they they name-dropped, like, Halo, Gears of War, stuff like that for future releases. So they're going to keep it going. Interesting. And and I read somewhere... I. I think it was Major Nelson said that this is going to impact Play Anywhere users too. If you have Game Game Pass, you have the copy of the game for X for Xbox One. I believe he said that you will also have it for PC. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I mean that that was their general like idea with the Play Anywhere was if you can play it on one thing, you can play it on anything as but, long as you have your accounts linked up. But so yes, but th- that was I mean. That could have very easily been you buy this retail copy of this game digitally, then yes, totally. Like, play it all the places that Microsoft offers video games. But this is, you're just giving them 10 bucks a month and you don't have to play it on the Xbox. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I just turned the tablet off because I have to. Good job. Listen, I'm not used to using a tablet. You <laughs> thought we were going to keep discussing that problem. No, I figured that was it. Drew doesn't own an Xbox and never will, and you haven't turned yours on since 2014. Um, probably. I suck. <laughs> um, I just don't care about their exclusives. Hey, hey, I have Sunset Overdrive I have to play that I got for Christmas this year, so gonna have to turn it on at some point. And then wait 13 hours as you get all of the system updates and the controller updates yeah, so, and the software so updates for the games. I'll end up pl- I'll end up turning it on b- like a week before, so it has that entire week to update. Honestly, though, the, the Xbox updates way quicker than the PlayStation usually does, or yeah. downloads, I should say. Well, I mean, I'll I'll also plug it in too. It yeah, won't be Wi-Fi. Oh, that's true. You because you're right there. Yeah, uh, but in general, like I get way better speeds downloading on my Xbox than I ever do on my PlayStation. Yeah. 
Um, so Drew, you'll care about this one at least a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket League is going to get cross-platform party support in 2018. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, probably not on PlayStation, because Sony fucking hates fun. Uh, um, I could... I mean... You... They, they are still not okay with just cross-platform play outside of PC. Right. So, yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe it, it'll... Yeah, I don't see why there. you wouldn't be able to party P- but, PS4 to Steam. I'm just curious if the, if there's any sort of weird netcode that has to go into that to make it work. And whether it's easier to just say no, like only the only the platforms that allow it can have it, rather than being like, well, this one can only talk to this one, and this one can only talk to this one. Like you know, like just don't put Sony in that group, and everyone can talk to each other. Um, but it's neat because you know, if somebody only has the PC version of it and they want to be in a party with their friends, they can fucking yeah. all be in a party and actually not just get randomly matched up with people. Or like, so apparently on the PC, if you're playing on a controller. The D-pad works uh, to control movement, and at least my brother vastly prefers playing it on PC and using the D-pad over analog stick control. Really? Because in the air, you get that a little bit more like fine-tune with the D-pad to kind of know exactly what you're doing. This and just sounds weird. It, yeah, it does. That's like people that leave ball, uh, ball cam on all the time. Yeah. Like, I, I know you have no idea what we're talking about, but yeah. that drives me crazy watching anyone playing that game when they just have it on ball cam the whole time. I'm like, no, don't stop it. Agreed. Fucking play the game normal. Uh, but yeah, that would act, that'll actually be cool. And Sony, Sony and, um, Cyana claim that they're still discussing cross platform. So at some point, maybe PS4 players will be able to play with Xbox and Switch owners. Right. So this one's kind of, I don't know. It's something. It's something different. Uh, the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog, he has gone to Square Enix. Yeah. And I don't know, I didn't realize he, he apparently actually left Sega a while ago. Yeah, I, I had no idea. But, like, he made Sonic, um, he made Nights in the Dreams, but, like, I don't know that he's done anything in recent years to actually, like, make that any kind of, uh, any I, kind of a promising yeah. thing. Well, like, have... Does his wiki say what he's done in the past recent couple of years, or? I didn't really look that up, but his last Sonic-related game was, uh, 20, 2006's Sonic Riders. Sonic. Your cat's driving me crazy. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a dick. Um. Uh, yeah. And, and Sonic Riders was probably second most garbage to Sonic Werewolf. So, yeah. They were um, both released in 2000. No. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog was 2006. Sonic Unleashed, I think, was 08? Maybe 09? I don't know. But Sonic I Unleashed know, was the werewolf one. So- I just, yeah, I know. I just know that Sonic Riders was garbage. I Actually, I, th- I don't think it was as bad as Sonic the Hedgehog, the 2006 game. That game was just a big pile of broken bullshit. I never played that one. It's so bad. But yeah, so he left, um, he, he left Sega after that game in 2006. Um, formed an indie dev company called Prop, Prop, P-R-O-P-E, and uh, has not released a game with them since 2015. Hmm. And now he's with Square? Yeah, now he's he's going over to Square. Well, you know what? He's going to fit right in seeing their release schedule, how they take forever to release things. And- so you're thinking of Square Enix as like the Final Fantasy developer. And Kingdom Hearts and... Yeah, like like of their RPG stuff, but keep in mind, Square... Square Enix also owns, like, um, Crystal know, they, Dynamics, yeah. and, no, they got rid of I, IO. I was making a joke. No, I'm just saying, like, it, depending on, depending on what they're using him for, if they're, if they're gonna have him make his own team, or, 
you know, slide him into another team somewhere. But I'm just wondering, like, people seem excited about this, but why? Yeah. <laughs> Sonic like, the Hedgehog RPG. Sonic the Hedgehog hasn't been good since 1992. Well, Sonic Mania was awesome. Wasn't made by... Well, yeah, that that's a different story, because that literally a fan game. Yeah. I, I mean, not literally, but... No, literally. It's an official <laughs> fan game. Yes. <laughs> like, the, the people that made that game were part of, like, the modder community for Sonic the Hedgehog. And Sega was just like, fuck it. Here's some money. What's the worst that can happen? That's why there were two Sonic games released this year. Sonic Mania, everyone fucking loved. It was made by fans for fans. Sonic Forces, nobody loved because it was a fucking pile of garbage. Yeah, I wanted to try that game out, but never got around to it. It was bad. Like, I didn't play it, but I saw, like, a lot of video for it, and, like, it just looked like it played bad. I mean, the the little bit of video I saw, like, looked like it played, like, a 3D Sonic. Only worse, because you, like, you had to make a character, and it I was weird. you could play as Sonic. You, on some levels, you play as Sonic. On other levels, you p- pick a character. You can either pick the, your own created character, or you get, like five random other people's characters. That's dumb. If I play a Sonic game, I want to play a Sonic Knuckles or Tails. It also seemed there were, like, there were many levels where you just push right and then you... I mean... It's kind of Sonic. That's also true. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I hate to say... Like, I love Sonic, but that's kind of Sonic. You push right and you jump every once in a while. Yeah, the 3D Sonic games, especially the Sonic levels of 3D Sonic games, were always really bad because there was no... There was no platforming or anything to him. It, it, was, it really was just... It was a downhill on rails thing. And that's why usually the Sonic levels were time trial. Because it was just get through this level as fast as you can, with as many rings as you can, and don't die. But And that's the thing. like They were time tri- trials, but at least in Sonic Adventure 2, because that's the only one I really remember, there was no actual like time limit to it, usually, unless it was like an escape from something level. It was A lot of them were just run down this hill really fast, and then the level will be over. Well, the time trial aspect wasn't timing you as much as it was, like, the levels falling apart, and if you don't move through it fast Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there were certain levels like that, but there were other ones where it was literally just, yeah, you're just gonna run, and there's some ramps and stuff to jump off of, and maybe once in a while there'll be, like, a thing, but you're gonna be going so fast, you're just gonna run right by it anyway, so you don't have to really try and take it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, Superman. Action Comics 1000 is happening soon. In April. One thousand. Yeah, that's a lot of comics. I mean, since the th- it came out in the thirties. Yeah. So, and I think that's. I don't know if Action Comics has ever actually not happened. Do you know when exactly it came out? I don't know the exact month, but I believe it was nineteen thirty-seven. So thirty-nine. Let's, let's just say thirty-eight, and let's see. That would be seventy years. Seventy years well, times fifty-two. No, eighty years. Sorry. There you go. Math. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I mean, it wasn't a weekly, it wasn't a monthly comic, but three thousand six hundred and forty, I believe, is if they were a, a so a thousand actually isn't that much if it's been since the thirties. Well, also keep in mind back then it wasn't always a um, it wasn't always com- a Superman. No, no, um, a- Action Comics was a- Action Comics number one was the debut of Superman. Okay. Um, most comics back then were um, like I want to say anthology, but that's not the right word for it. They had multiple stories in them. Like, it was like, you know, like, five pages of Superman, six pages of something else. Uh, da, da, da. when was the very first issue, though? It was June two, th- June two, th- June 1938. Okay. So, so vo- look, volume one was June 1938 to October 2011. 
That's when the New 52 happened. So then Volume 2 was November 2011 to July 2016. Then they just went back to Volume 1. It's not Volume 3. It's Volume 1 continued from 2016 to present. And this is why comics drive me nuts. Oh, wow. So they actually, they went weekly for a little while. So 1 through 600 was monthly. 601 to 642 was weekly. 643 to 904 was monthly. I like they went weekly for less than a year. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably, they'll, they'll do that a lot of times for specific stories. Like, that might have been around the time of Death of Superman. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, But so I bring this up, not because it's 1,000 and that's a big number, but because he's getting his red trunks back. His oh, red trunks. okay. Yeah. So it's like his red underwear with yep. the yeah. blue leggings. Underwear on the outside. Yes. I mean, he's always had the blue. He's always yeah, been blue, yeah. but they they went more movie Superman or like yeah. like DC extended universe Superman, where it's just all blue with like a like a reddish colored belt. Yeah. Um. But Jim Lee is apparently the one that redesigned it, so he's back to he has the the red trunks, the yellow belt, but he keeps like the cuff things that like the more modern Superman has had. Where it's yeah. not just like spandex around his wrist, it's like this like metal-y looking cuff around it that comes down a little further. Yeah. It's funny though that like DC and Marvel are both kind of like taking these steps to take their legacy characters and put them back into a position of legacy. I think they're trying to return back to the golden age when comics were really good. Well, that would that would have been the Silver Age. Then that's then that. <laughs> and I don't know comics. The Golden Age is uh, Golden Age is considered like the forties and or the thirties, forties, and fifties when like your Captain America's, Superman's, your Batman's were all kind of like starting up. Um, the Silver Age is like the age that we are all like most familiar with. Like that's when the X Men started and Spider Man and Fantastic Four. Like that's basically the birth of the Marvel Universe proper. Okay. And then you had the Bronze Age was like the seventies and eighties. And then we're into like the modern. See, when I think golden age, I think it's the best. Of no, the best. yeah, but really, like if you if you look like some of those comics were good, but they were really just like a good stepping stone for here's you know here's Batman, here's Superman, here's the Flash. Yeah, I mean even now like the original Flash and Green Lantern don't even exist anymore in the comics. Yeah, like they they kind of rebooted them for the New Fifty Two, and then since they went back to this legacy thing, they haven't been anywhere to be found that I know of. Well, the, like you said, the original Flash and Green Lantern. Yeah, so Alan Scott and Jay Garrick. Okay, I th- I was talking to a coworker today because we got to talking about um first Black Panther because it comes out in what three weeks? Something so like the sixteenth of February. Yes, two three couple of weeks, and then we were talking about how yesterday, which was the twenty fourth, right? Or the yeah, yesterday was twenty third. Today's 24th. yesterday was the twenty third. So I guess it was today. Actually, we hit the hundred day mark for Infinity War Part One. Yeah. Well, not Infinity, not part one, but Infinity War in general. And how, like, we're just trying to figure out fan theories and how we're annoyed with comics for the most part that death doesn't matter anymore. And we kind of wish it wasn't like that. So then we got to talking about, like, even, like, how Barry Allen was killed off for 30 years, but he was killed off by running through time because he had a bullet following him but through time. And nobody was... knew that until 2008. <laughs> but it's so stupid. No, no, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, he was just dead for he, he was dead 20 years. For for that I, long. It's just, and we're, and we're just like, you know, this is, this is one of the, re- like, he's like, I'm five years behind on comics. I'm like, I can't read them because they're just, it's just too much. I mean, they've gotten to the point now where y- you really don't expect a death to last more than a year. Yeah. Like, Johnny Storm was dead for less than a year. Yeah. But, like, some of the deaths, like, it's not so much that the deaths are impactful, but it's the writing is done well enough that the death in return feels good. 
if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't particularly care for Fantastic Four, but, like, the death of Johnny Storm was decent. Like, he, like, he sacrificed himself to, um, save everybody else from the, um, the negative zone, basically, like, conquering Earth, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, like, the final, it was, I don't know the whole story for it, like, I read that one issue, so I have no idea how they fucking got there. But, like, Reed and Sue weren't there, and, um, Ben was, it's like, Ben gets, like, one day every year that he can, that he turns back into a human or something like that. Yeah. It's something fucking weird. Like, it's like something science happened, and, like, he becomes a human for, like, one day. <laughs> um, and that was, like, the one day. So, he could, he, Ben was useless. Yeah. So, like, it was up to just Johnny, and rather than, like, take a chance, he, like, destroyed the thing that kept the portal open from the other side, because that's how it had to happen. And, like, the last thing you see of him is him, like, flaming on and, like, blasting a bunch of guys. And then you jump forward a year, and they canceled that, the Fantastic Four, started the new book, had Spider-Man join the team, and then the whole Negative Zone thing starts happening again, and they start showing you that Johnny never died. Because in the Negative Zone, apparently, you don't die. Like, you can get fucking destroyed, but they'll literally just, like, stitch you back together. Yeah. So, like... They just wrote it that he never actually died. You just never actually... You don't see him die. You just see a horde of people, like, coming at him to attack him. And that's that's why, like, if I were to start reading comics, and why I'm kind of great or happy that they're, like, if I recall, remember correctly, they're bringing back, at least Marvel's bringing back, the Ultimate Universe. Kind Maybe. Of. Maybe. We don't know. Um, but, it, like... They teased it, but it could have... It literally, literally could have just been, like, a tease for yeah. the end of the book that was happening. Yeah. But it's like Marvel, the the Ultimate Universe actually had significant death because nobody came back in that universe until until it started falling the like not literally falling the pieces because that's how it went out. But like once all once the first run of the Ultimate Universe kind of finished up like with Ultimatum and you started getting new creators coming in, um, even that stuff didn't always count. Like there were certain characters that that yet yeah, did not come back. Like Wolverine never came back. He was. Li- he literally had every cell obliterated. It was like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, but then you had, like, Magneto was technically dead, but then, you know, certain characters were talking to Magneto, and certain characters were talking to Professor X. And at the end of Ultimate Spider-Man, before, like, they kind of fused it into the Marvel Universe, Pete was back. And they never really wrapped up the, that whole thing of, like, is he really Pete? Was he a clone? Like, what the fuck's going on? I think the last issue, it was, like, him and Mary Jane getting ready to, like, leave the city together. Yeah. But, like, they never really explained to you, like, how how he was alive because you watched him die. But that was, like, the end of the ultimate run. Yeah. Like, anything before that, I'm like, alright, great, he's definitely At the end, it's like, well, now you just fucking ruin this entire thing. Like, it's just... But that's the thing. The br- bringing it back now, it's going to be just as bad because the people that were... The people that were essential in making that universe work are no longer writing for Marvel. Yeah, yeah. So, like... What's it? Bendis is now at DC. He's not there yet, but he'll be there soon? I think it's within the next month or two. No, no, no. He he has books coming out at Marvel until summer. Um, because he he doesn't leave Iron Man until Slot takes over, and, which is a okay. different news item. But, uh... Yeah, he was he was really sick, like, in November, too. Like, he almost died was sick. Really? Yeah, like, he had, like, a staph infection or something like oh, that, geez. apparently. Um, so, like, all of his books are now delayed a little bit, too, because obviously, like, he wasn't writing when he was in the hospital dying. Yeah. Um, so he might actually be at Marvel a little longer than originally planned while he, like, finishes up that work and then he'll transition into DC. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, the, 
the few other people that worked on the Mar- on the Ultimate Universe early on are all in at different places now too. They're either creator owned or DC. And, yeah, like bringing that back now, like with how bad it was when it went away, like it just it, it's not going to work. Like if if you want to read comics, you're better off like just starting like picking your favorite hero and just reading their book. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a whole nother discussion that like we we could talk about for for. Um, but yeah, I mean, regardless, uh, Superman's getting his red trunks back. Awesome. It's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's actually like a thing that's going to stick, or if it's just since it's the thousand issue, there it's going to end up being a big issue, so I'll end up having like a bunch of stories in it. So like if that's just like part of one story as like a legacy sort of thing, but still, he hasn't had red trunks in like six years, seven years, something hmm. like that. Yeah, it was 2011 was when they wrote him to look like a douchebag. So yeah. Um, what else was there? So I I, I mentioned it before. Uh, Dan Slott's finally leaving Spider Man. Finally. Um, he has been writing Amazing Spider-Man since 2008. Jesus Christ. That's like the longest run anybody's ever had on nope. comic. Nope. Cool. He, he literally... So apparently his exit has been planned since 2014 during Spider-Verse. Like he has known since then that he would be leaving after the current story he's doing. And like he knew what was happening in between. So like he knew like, you know, four more years or whatever. Um, he said in an interview though, had he known that Bendis was leaving Marvel for DC he would have stayed on Spider-Man to get the record because Bendis holds the record right now. <laughs> Bendis has written over 250 issues of Spider-Man. Damn. Because he has written every single issue of, like, quote-unquote, Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. So, like, Bendis Bendis and Mark Bagley um, got the record for the longest continuous team on a book from Stan Lee and, I think, Jack Kirby. Yeah. In, like, two, in um, like 2007 when they hit, like, a, issue 111 of Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Bendis has now written over, yeah, that's um, insane. Slot is only at uh, like a hundred and ninety issues, I think, by the time his run wraps up. Okay, which I mean is still a lot of issues, and it helps that that Amazing Spider-Man at one point was releasing three times a month and then twice a month, and yeah, so like he has had the opportunity to just write a lot of that book. Yeah, um, but yeah, he is going to go take over Iron Man. Okay, which not that you guys would know, but he did Silver Surfer. And he made Silver Surfer basically Doctor Who. Yeah, Eric, you and Eric both talked that up a lot, and how good it was. And well, it was Silver Surfer, like you know, he's very much like the Doctor. Like he's familiar with like Earth, but he doesn't actually have any of the the same feelings and goings on as like a person on Earth does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he takes a, a, a girl out into space with him, and they travel the cosmos. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, like, Dan Slott's a Doctor Who fan. Yeah. So, like, he basically wrote, like, his version of Doctor Who in Marvel Comics. Which, you know what? If I could get away with it, I would, too. Yeah, I mean, I think it ended up being, like, three total volumes because it kept resetting after, like, big events. But it was probably 30 or 40 issues, I would <laughs> think, altogether. Didn't, like, all the issues, if you put them in, like, a specific order, make a, a an Infinity... I don't remember exactly what it was, thing. but there was something with one of the volumes. If you laid them all out, like, they did kind of, like, connect to each other. Yeah. It also had probably one of the most depressing fucking finales that was also kind of, like, a happy ending. Yeah. Like, I don't... It's too much to go into, but it was just one of those, like, you read the second-to-last issue, and you're like, wow, that's fucking sad. And then the the last issue is just as sad, but it has, like, the kind of, like, happiness at the end. Yeah. And then they explain to you that... um the Silver Surfer, the reason his his powers cosmic are the color they are, is because of what the girl was wearing. Okay. Like, he went back and... He basically went back in time and, like, 
made the powers cosmic himself, like, before he ever got them. Okay. Yeah, it was really weird and really well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's gonna do Iron Man, which is another science fiction-y thing, but, like, in a different science fiction-y area. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what he can do with that, because mm-hmm. 10 years on Spider-Man, like, his stories were just getting kind of boring. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... I mean, you have the same character for 10 years, like, there's only so much you can do with it, especially if you're releasing monthly issues. And, like I was saying, like, before, like, yeah. sometimes it was two or three times a month. Yeah. Um, so, what is next? I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking. Figure it out. So, um, Marvel's also doing something stupid with their, uh, with Avengers. So, the current book is introducing a founding Avenger that nobody remembered existed, apparently. <laughs> is this Buffy season eight all over again, where they bring in her sister that wasn't ever there? Is it, see, I think it was season eight. It was, I it was one of the of last, ass, like, but... it was one of the later seasons. It I... was, it was the season, I want to say it was the second season she was in college, maybe the third. Something like that, yeah. Because I, I believe it was the same mo- the same season that her mother like died super randomly from like a brain hemorrhage. Yeah, <laughs> like it was one of those like the episode starts and the mother just fucking dies, and it was the most like holy shit that was the realest death on this show about monsters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's this weird thing where I, I haven't read the issues yet, but apparently she was one of the founding Avengers, and just everyone fucking forgot she existed. And, like, the the issues leading up to it, I guess, have kind of hinted at it. Because so I, I read um the last issue of Uncanny Avengers, and they're putting the statue of the, the Avengers back in, like, the mansion. And they show it, and there's, like, this other character in it. And I'm looking at him, like, who the fuck is it's, that? This is all following, like, the Cosmic Cube stuff, though, right? Yeah. So then that's, that's what it is. It's So, maybe. So, the thing that this reminds me of is the Sentry, who Marvel introduced in, like, the early 2000s as... The strongest superhero in the universe. And that's right. And in order to, like, save the world, they had to write themselves out of it. Eventually. Basically. Like, they he made everybody reality. forget that he existed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, and, like, in the, like, in his introduction, like, they were showing that, like, you know, he was there when, like, the Avengers formed. And he was there during, like, the Infinity Gauntlet and all these other things yeah. that happened. And, it like, it was a neat little, like, weird retconny sort of thing they did. But now it seems like they're just fucking doing it again. <laughs> they're running out of ideas. And that's the problem with, like, when we were talking about earlier with them keep constantly bringing back the same characters. They're bringing back the same characters and they're running out of ideas what to do, so they're just rehashing the same old ideas. Yeah. So I literally saved the last two things to talk about together because you said that. Okay. Like, about the character deaths. So, Wolverine, like, real Wolverine, not old Wolverine. Yeah. And Tony Stark are both officially going to be back in, like, May. Oh, I... <sighs> Surprise! Wolverine, (laughs) I'm a little bit more surprised at, because Wolverine, I thought them bringing him back was Old Man Logan. I thought that's what they were going to consider bringing him back. Nope. No, they... So, it was, like, October, maybe September, they... Every year they do, like, their, like, one shot of, like, here's a bunch of little short vignettes of what to expect in the next year. Yeah. And this year it was Legacy, because Legacy was their big story thing. They were running through all their books. Yeah. And the sort of, like, bookend to that or I guess not bookend because Fantastic Four was the bookend. Um, one of the things that popped up a few times was this dude in a pick in a in a um a Mack truck driving and like finding like an Infinity Stone or something like that. <laughs> and at the end, you find out it was fucking Wolverine. Yeah. And then they show somebody going to where those the Wolverine encased in metal was in Canada, and it's broken open. So we now know that Wolverine is no longer stuck in the adamantium shell. 
Yeah. All right. All right. I, you know what? I didn't realize that that's how they killed Wolverine. Yeah. That, so I, I mean, thought they actually like figured out a way to kill kill him and not just like temporary free not temporarily but yeah, essentially I mean, freeze him in place. Yeah, because he it's not even he 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 let himself get covered in it, saving a bunch of other people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he he was just he was basically a Wolverine statue. Yeah. But it's adamantium, which you can't break. Yeah. Especially once it once it's uh, hardened. Yeah, hardened. That's the word I was looking for. But Tony Stark, I'm not surprised at at all because he's just been in a coma, right? Well, like he, he was he in was, a coma, and his his mind was put into Riri Williams' Ironheart suit. It wasn't even his mind. He literally just had a backup of himself as an <laughs> AI. Yeah, because he's Tony. Yeah, I mean, but I, if I were that smart and uh, what's the word? Um, rich? Not rich. Egotistical. Egotistical, that's it. <laughs> uh, I thought I was think, trying to think of a different word, but egotistical is the same thing. If I was that smart and egotistical, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Look, I kind of want to do it now. Um, But it, it was weird because they, they took him, they took his two books. One was Riri Williams. One of them was Dr. Doom as Iron Man, which that one was actually better. Like, that was a good book, surprisingly. Um, But yeah, like they, they made such a big deal about Riri that I'm surprised that they're bringing him back as Iron Man so quickly. It, it's, it feels like another one of those Bendis things where Bendis is leaving the book and Marvel doesn't know what to do with it anymore. Yeah. So they're just going to revert it. Because the same yeah. thing happened when he left... Um, Avengers. He did. He he did like a, I don't know, like a nine year run on Avengers or something like that between like different reboots and stuff. Yeah. And like he killed the Wasp and like I think like three or four other people. He had a bunch of different people join and stuff like that. At the end of his his run though, his like last two issues just reset the board. Like brought the Wasp back and had a bunch of people that he had added to the team leave the team. Like literally just kind of like started back at zero. And it feels like that's what they're doing again. It's like. They don't have faith in somebody else being able to write the characters the way he did, so they'd rather just put the characters everyone's familiar with in hopes of like the book just continuing to sell based on the character name, not so much the person doing it. Yeah. Well, and like in fairness, that is probably relatively accurate of yeah. what they're trying to do because like people like you and Eric who are deep into comics know a lot more about the writers of the comics than casual joe blow who goes into like a barnes and noble and wanders into their comic section and sees oh iron man cool yeah and you're not wrong there it's just i don't know it's a shame i'm I'm not against tony being back but you know make him not iron man for a while like yeah no have it be some sort of because they're already setting up that like the reason he was in a coma is because of something he did to himself Mm -hmm. Like, the reason he survived what happened to him is because of what he did, but that also forced him into a coma because his body couldn't repair itself. But yeah, like, just, like, in general, that's kind of the issue with comic books, and, like, when a, a creator leaves and they put someone new on to a series with a well-known character, like, they're not necessarily going to want to pick up other person's storylines. And, I mean, generally, they let the story, like, generally, like, a writer would finish up their yeah. storyline, especially like somebody like Bendis, where like they're not going to take him off of a book, right? But uh, you know, let some like let somebody new play with the character and see if they can do something with it with that character too. Don't just revert it back to the status quo when when it was set up in such a way where like you really didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And I I know like DC doesn't even seem to do that as much. Like when they jump around between stuff, like what Snyder did with Batman, ninety percent of it seems to still have happened and like not just happened, but it's still like a consequence in the new, like the guy who's writing it now. Mm-hmm. Like 
Batman's suit stayed the same between the, the two different volumes. Like, what they designed the suit to be is still the suit that he's wearing. Yeah. It's it's weird and dumb. Um, Dragon Ball Super is apparently ending. Oh. Okay. At, like, 150-plus episodes, though. Which is kind of crazy it's been on for that long. I mean, we didn't get it in U.S. until, like, at least 100 episodes in. So I'm not yeah, too, no. too surprised. It's just... It doesn't feel like that long since, like, Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F happened. But it has been. Uh, yeah, I mean, Resurrection F was... 2014? I, 2015. Summer 2015. Yeah. Yeah. And Battle of the Gods was obviously At least longer. a year or two before that. Yeah. I, I have a Blu-ray Battle of the Gods up there somewhere. We could probably look at to see if it's on. I think but. I was still at WebMax when it happened, so it might have been, like, 2013? Mm, like, uh, early 2013. A, a buddy of mine that I got a job at... Uh, at my current office, was still working there for Resurrection, and he he hasn't been a number. Um, yeah, it's I'm not surprised. Uh, it's as dumb as this might sound. I guess like it wasn't really his plan. I guess maybe to keep the series running as long as they did. It was just Dragon Ball Z just gained so much popularity they couldn't end it. So like, well, and it also it, depends on how they do end it. Like they're doing this whole battle of the universal universes, destruction or whatever. And the the universe that loses is the universe that's going to get destroyed. So maybe our universe gets destroyed. No, it's, so um, they already said that like there's a movie coming out next year, and the last two movies have tied in or not tied in, but they've been adapted into the series the way the previous yeah. movies never were. Um, so like what people the way that some of their like stuff has been worded, it sounds like there's just going to be a new series at some point. Yeah. Um, maybe like a couple like a year or two from now. But I don't know. It's. It just seems crazy that that series is ending, because it just... I feel like Dragon Ball Z was on for so much longer. I mean, it was. I think Dragon Ball Z was almost 300 episodes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it was like 295 episodes. What is Super? It's like it, it's a retelling no, of... Z- no, or, no. So, so, Super takes place a couple of years after the end of the Boo Saga. Okay. GT has been expunged from all of Dragon okay. Ball. That doesn't happen anymore, but and, they, they did keep... um. No, because you know what? Never mind. Pan was actually in the end of uh, of Z. I forgot about that. Uh, so it's a continuation of Z. Pan, okay. Pan was in the very last scene of Z when they're yeah. at the tournament in the future. So it takes place like after, before the tournament in the future of Z. Have you seen the last episode of Z? Uh, Where they maybe. defeat Boo, and then they a couple of years later they go uh, a and decade they meet later a decade later, yeah. and they meet Oob U U B. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Uh, maybe. So, so th- that's all been written out too. This yeah. is literally. This is maybe two years later because Trunks and Goten are still little kids. Okay. Yeah. But Gohan is out of high school and he's married. And within Videl. the first thirty episodes, he has Pan. Okay. Yeah, Videl is pregnant. I mean, in in uh, Battle of the Gods, she doesn't look anywhere near pregnant. But if you're saying it's, oh, I mean, time jump. Well, no, no. I mean, literally, s- same thing. Like in so. Th- the, what they did was the first, like, 15 episodes are a retelling of the Battle of the Gods movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, like, there's, like, a little bit in between, and then the next, like, 15 are a retelling of Resurrection F, which is yeah. the Frieza story. And then after that, they go into, like, fresh stories that aren't told before. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's basically picking up from where Z left off, and, you know, Everyone's alive again, so nobody's dead at this point, except for King Kai. King Kai never got wished back. Okay. Yeah. Him, Bubbles, and Gregory, they, they got their planet back, but they're still all dead. Yeah. Um, and then it's, did you watch Resurrection F? Or? No, no. Uh, so, Battle of the movies. Gods, they find out that there's, 
whereas like King Kai and all the Kais are like the like benign like good mm-hmm. deities. There's also destroyer deities that like their entire existence is destroying things. And one of them is that cat dude Beerus. And okay. it's every millennium or something like yeah. that. He wakes up and picks a world and destroys. Yeah. And he he really likes food. Yeah. And he has a dream about a Super Saiyan god, and they find out that the only Saiyans left in the universe are on Earth, and that they've basically killed everybody else in the universe that was strong. Yeah. So he goes looking for them, and Goku, being a fucking idiot, wants to fight him. Well, I mean, there's more to it than that. No, no. Literally, King Kai says, don't fight him, and Goku says, hey, will you fight me? He meant it as, like, a (laughs) spar, though. Like, he wanted to spar with him, and then... Other antics happen. The, like, we could spoil the entire movie. Vegeta pees his pants because Vegeta knows who he is. Yeah. Um, and then Vegeta goes batshit crazy because he bitch slaps Bulma, which that was great. Yeah, I mean, then, it, like, it's better in the movie than the show. The show, it's it's kind of a disappointment. I, I haven't watched the show, so I really don't know. But yeah, it, the movies are good. The show is, like, from what I hear, the show is really good. I want to watch it. I haven't gotten around to it yet. I mean, I've only been watching what's on Cartoon Network, like, as they aired in the dub. But what, after you get past the two movie restellings, like, it it has been interesting. They did this, um, they did a a universal tournament thing where it was, um, you find out that our characters live in the seventh universe and there's 12 other universes, I think. And they all, um, they're all paired with each other in a certain way. So every universe that adds up to 13. Okay. Is like a sister to each other. Okay. So seven and six are brother and sister, essentially. And they're the, the destroyer from that universe is looking for something in ours. And they start, the two destroyers get into an argument. And Goku says, let's have a tournament to figure it all out. <laughs> Son of a fucking um, Goku. So they have a tournament. And it's like the, the strongest fighters they could find in the sixth universe versus the like, Z fighters in the seventh universe. Only like. Most of the Z fighters aren't really useful anymore. So, like, they got Boo, because Fat Boo is a good guy now. Okay. <laughs> but they made... Goku's idea was to make everyone take a written test so that they weren't <laughs> just fighting idiots. And Boo just goes to sleep. Just... <laughs> so they lose him immediately before the tournament even starts. Nice. And then it's really just Goku and Vegeta, because their other fighter is, um... It's Piccolo, Boo. Boo's already out. Piccolo, like, holds his own a little bit, but... But he's Piccolo. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't and, Master Roshi part of, like, their fighters? No, but, I mean, in Resurrection F, he was. Yeah, He was yeah. one of the people that came to fight there. Oh, Tien, was it, Tien was wrecking shit in uh, Resurrection F. Yeah, but Piccolo's still stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Piccolo, after he, like, fuses with Kami and stuff like that, is stronger than all the Super Saiyans at the time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then Beerus, bring, the, the Destroyer God, literally brings a delivery boy and says that he is the strongest fighter in the universe. Just to to keep Goku and Vegeta kind of, like, on their toes. <laughs> but, like, they, they added, like, new Super Saiyan forms, so, like, now they turn into blue Super Saiyans. Which okay. was, uh, it was red in uh, Battle of the Gods, it turned into blue in Resurrection F. Didn't turn well, into blue, but it's, like, no, the residual... No, so they explain it totally different in the show now. <laughs> yeah? So, in the movie, it, it yeah, in the movies, they basically explain it as, um, they learned how to control the Super Saiyan God power, because initially, for Goku to get that power... You needed like five other Saiyans to all donate their power to him. Okay, and then like he learns how to harness it, and so does Vegeta, and that's what they explain Blue is basically in the movie. In the show, they explain it as it is Super Saiyan God's Super Saiyan mode. (laughs) Oh, so I guess once you gain the Super Saiyan God mode, 
you're always in it, and then you can yeah go blue from there, which makes you even more super and Saiyan then, god. Li- like so, I the dub in in on Cartoon Network just got to the Goku Black story, where it's it shows Future Trunks, and I believe it's a it's a Supreme Kai that went evil and then took over Goku's body in that timeline. Okay, and he's apparently super strong, and he's going to cause all sorts of fucking havoc for everybody. Yeah, I think. I think Vegeta, or I think Goku and Vegeta fuse at some point in it to try and fight him. Okay. Um, but for some reason, Trunks has blue hair. Th- that might have just been a like a an editing no technical so, error. So in all of the future Trunks and everything I've looked up has blue hair now. Kid Trunks still has purple hair. This is supposed to still be the same future Trunks though from like the Cell Saga. It's real weird. Well, then it could be the same idea as in the Cell Saga when they had always had yellow hair. They were always in Super Saiyan. He doesn't. He can't do Super Saiyan Blue. He this is just normal blue, trunks. Right. Like it's just his hair down. The only thing I could find was apparently in the manga, Bulma's hair is the same color purple that like Trunks usually was. They made it blue for the uh, for the cartoon, and it was just like Toriyama just messed up the first time and just kept it that way afterwards. Okay. And he he does the same thing for Trunks, but like artists go in and like fix it for like continuity's sake, and they just forgot to do it. Yeah. And, like, okay. they forgot to do it for a couple episodes, and then at that point it was just too late to do it to fix it anyway, so they just left that yeah. trunks with blue hair. Continuity editing issues, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I know that the, the the arc after that, I guess it is, is that universal destruction one where it's, like, a big tournament between all of the universes. Um, and, like, it it's all the Z fighters versus a bunch of random fucking people. Yeah. Like, they, I know they, they have the first female Super Saiyans. Yeah, they have some female Super Saiyans from another alternate universe Which, where Saiyans are actually good people, not bad people. I don't... Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. And like, it's like, <laughs> they have... There was one I saw a video of where there's a Saiyan boy, I believe it was a Saiyan boy, from a universe he's never achieved Super Saiyan, Yeah, and yeah, he that, wants to learn how. So that that is actually in the first tournament, the one between just six and seven. Okay. Um, Vegeta actually gets him to turn yeah, Super yeah. Saiyan for the first time. Yeah. And then proceeds to just wipe the floor with and him. The, and then people are complaining, like, well, how is he able to turn Super... Is, how is this kid able to turn Super Saiyan when you're supposed to be, like, angry? No, it's pure of heart and extreme emotion. Like, it's not anger. It's pure of heart for the most part. Like, I, well, that's, that's how they are always explained going Super Saiyan is you have to be pure of heart and, like emotional like i think it's just emotion. emotion because vegeta was not pure of heart when he, he transformed. was pure of heart uh in he ab- sa- in saving himself i was gonna say like, that motherfucker abandoned the woman he knocked up in his baby to go off in the space and train <laughs> to be better because he's pure of heart and being the best Saiyan. but like, uh yeah apparently the, the the female saiyans they fuse and then become a super saiyan okay but like they gave Goku like another new move too, like it's like hyper instinct or something like that. He, they just draw him a little differently. Like the, <laughs> the, like the lines get sharper and he gets a little shiny. But like his hair's still black, his eyes are still black. Like that. Well, he, yeah, like <laughs> and, and that's based on like the like he he combines Super Saiyan Blue with Ko Ken. No, no, he does that and in then, the the other tournament. That he, it almost yeah. kills him. Yeah, because yeah. he, he does that and then he does it times ten or yeah, something like yeah. that. Because the guy he's fighting can actually jump forward in time. Yeah. So like, like the fighter that he has to fight against, um, I think he he manages to go up to like like a tenth of a second or something like that into the future, which is just enough time to like to read your opponent's moves just yeah. that much. So like Goku, Goku apparently learns how to do that himself, like in the fight, just because that's the only way to beat him. 
That doesn't surprise me. Like, that's Goku. He, yeah. His he loses, though. Spoilers. Goku loses? Yeah. Oh. Goku loses, and then... Uh, we still don't know why, but th- that guy just gives up the fight against the next guy, who we know for a fact is weak and can do nothing. Every time he sees Goku or Vegeta fight, he passes out. <laughs> I gotta watch that series. It's, it's actually so good. There was a good little, like, a little mini arc that just happened between um, the tournament and the Goku Black stuff starting, where uh, Trunks and Goten end up on th- on this weird little dude's delivery ship. <laughs> and Bulma sends Vegeta and the weird little space cop guy from the movie to go get them. Okay. And um, it ends up, like, this whole thing where, like, this water stuff takes over Vegeta's body and makes a clone of him, but is taking, took all of his power. So then Goku shows up to help, and the whole time it's like Goku is fighting this, like, copy... And Vegeta is rooting for both of them. And then also yelling at both of them. He's yelling at the clone of him that's literally killing him by taking his power. Saying that, like, if it was re- if he really had all his power, he wouldn't be fighting so poorly against Goku. And then he's yelling at Goku for not finishing off this copy of him quick enough. That sounds like Vegeta. Vegeta. Yeah, it was great. Um, so anyway, Kid Flash is moving over to Guard- or Guardians of the Galaxy, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, not surprised. Like, he hasn't really had a spot in Flash, like, for a couple of seasons, and he as I don't know if this is going to sound terrible to say, but as terrible as, it sound, sound, as this is going to sound, they don't really have a token anymore, <laughs> I hate saying that, but they lost Jax, so they need a new person. Yeah. So I would. I mean, like, it sucks, but that looks like what they're doing. Yeah, like, I, I hate being so blunt about it, but it's it's straight up, they lost their black guy, they're bringing in another black guy. It's just how they're doing it for unfortunate reasons um but like i i like wally yeah and it'll be nice to see him on something because he did kind of feel like he was always just left out on the yeah, flash because having two people with the same exact power set on a show just just and that's that's essentially why i think they took away speedy in in arrow like her and arrow are the same thing and that gets kind of boring yeah I mean, it's a, and it's a little more interesting keeping it as the, like, she shows up sometimes, yeah, or, like, like Roy's apparently supposed to be back this season sometime. That's interesting. They, I think it's, like, a one or two episode, like, guest appearance. Okay. But, yeah, it'll start um, in episode 11 when the show comes back, he'll he'll appear, and then he becomes, like, a regular cast member in, like, episode 13. Okay. And that's in late February, middle of February it comes back. Okay. When uh, Black Lightning ends? I don't know if that's when Black Lightning ends, or if they're doing that weird shuffle or, like, thing. Black Lightning goes on break, or they shuffle it, or something. Who knows? Yeah. So, Drew, you'll you'll have to have to explain a little bit about this one. Okay. So, John Cena is yes. in talks to play Duke Nukem. Yes. Here's the thing: I don't know much about John Cena, but from what I understand, people can't see him. It, so, why would you put somebody that you can't see in a movie? Uh, I I mean, I don't know. Can John Cena be a vulgar douchebag? I, that's that's the question. Well, it's not. Can you not see him? It's yeah. And yes, I did the hand thing for anybody who's not actually who can't see us, which is everybody. Um, it's can he be a vulgar douchebag like J- Duke Nukem? Like I visually, he's got the look. Kind of. Just give him some blonde hair. He, he has blonde hair. I well, isn't he normally shaved head? No. I thought he had like brown hair. No. He, he has, like, a very tight crew cut. Well, I mean, he needs, like, the box cut. Yeah, he would have to grow the top out a little bit. Yeah. Movie magic. Yeah, all CG. <laughs> all CG. Yeah, also, who knows? It could be all CG, but... But... I don't... 
they talked about this on the bombcast, and I agree with Jeff. Like, I don't see John Cena as that guy. Yeah, like it's hard for me. Even though I don't, I like I'm more of a John Cena fan and not a wrestling fan. I just like John Cena because he's ridiculous, mm-hmm. and I can't see him being a vulgar douchebag like Duke Nukem. No, it also strikes me as weird because I know he is he's like the all time most wish granter for oh, like the yeah. make the make he's by like. like Something crazy. The nicest guy of nice yeah. guys, apparently. Yeah. Um, like, and like, I feel like, I feel like putting him in that kind of role when like he has so many like children as fans just seems weird. Yeah. Yeah, I can just see like little kids wanting to go see the Duke Nukem movie because John Cena's in it and the mom's bringing them there and the first three scenes, there's titties in every shot and it's like, Oh no! What did I bring my kid to? And why then, did I take them to an R-rated movie? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, no, it's not, not wrong. Well. But yeah, the, that's a what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although if they made a a movie out of the recent Wolfenstein games, and they wanted John Cena to be B.J. Blazkowicz, that I would could see. And you know, I think everybody can get behind punching Nazis. Also, that yes. Well, not everybody, as we've seen in well, the Well, no, no, nice Nazis are, are very nice. What, what does he say? Eh, whatever. I give up. Um, so, Amazon is doing a thing. A Pokemon thing. What? Okay, I didn't hear about this at all. Actually. So, I'm excited because it's Pokemon. They have launched a new Pokemon channel for movies and TV shows. What? If you're a Prime member, you can pay an additional $3 a right, month. never mind. I think it's a month. I'm still intrigued. I know they raised the Amazon price, the monthly Amazon Prime price. Yeah, just monthly, not yearly. Yeah. I didn't know there was a monthly Prime price. Well, yeah. you could do monthly, but or why you could would do the you? Ni- the ninety nine a year. Um, so for three extra dollars a month, they are going to have episodes from seasons two through five and ten through sixteen right now, with more to come. And then right, like at launch, they have Pokemon two thousand and Pokemon Sea Ranger and, or Pokemon Ranger and the Temple of the Sea. Pokemon 2000, that wasn't the first movie, right? That was the that second was movie. The Pokemon second the first movie is the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, let's see. What what episode, where does season two start? Season two, so that that's a tough one because it, it depends. Like, I think if you're looking at, um, at like Netflix, the way they broke it up, I think season two is technically Johto. Because Netflix only has the first 60 episodes. Yeah, which doesn't even which cover... Is, and they, they call that... That's that's the first... That's, it's the Indigo League, right? Or the yeah. yeah. So the Indigo... They have Pokemon the Indigo League, which is the first 60 episodes. That doesn't even cover all of the Indigo League. No, I think that takes you up through the, the Pokemon League. Don't think so. I'm honestly not sure. I don't know if I have Netflix on this tablet. Controller for my PS4. That'd be a super weird thing to call it and then not get to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so the, the Indigo, Indigo League, except it stops at Fuchsia City. But the, then, like, then the thing is, then it skips everything else until X and Y. Yeah. So Amazon having us, it, I understand why they don't start at season two is because Netflix has the rights for everything and the, else. And there's five and, seasons missing in the middle. And yeah. That show's been on for over 20 years now, so there's a lot Long. more than 16 seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you figure, like, the show started in yeah. the U.S. in 98, and yep. it's still going. Um, But... Yeah, so they're planning on adding more TV shows, and they're going to do, like, a rotation for the movies. So, like, every month there'll be, like, different movies available to watch. Weird. I would like that more if they did them in sequential order. Like, one, two, three, four, blah, 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 so on and so forth. I I agree with you, but, you know, 
if if you want to relive the uh, the glory days of the original Pokemon. <laughs> See, look at that. That that is too much. All right. So Pokemon Indigo League, Pokemon XY, XY, XYZ, XYZ, uh, and some of the movies. I guess that's a movie. That is a movie. Oh, what is it? Volcanian. Uh, happy birthday to you. I am about to watch that because I want. It's one minute. It's literally Pikachu singing happy birthday. I bet. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Pokemon Clash of Eight, Hopa and the Clash of Ages, and Deonsi and the Cocoon of Destruction, which is another Pokemon movie. Oh, yep. it's from it was over an hour, so it's definitely a movie. Uh, but let's see, Indigo League. Uh, no, not Play from Beginning. That's not what I want. More, More episodes. episodes. That's what I'm looking for. One season, fifty-two, 52 episodes. episodes. So let's see where the fifty-two episodes end. Uh, it's gonna. I take saw a someone bit. with the Squirtle Squad tattoo once, and I was like, "That's a good tattoo to have." Yeah, I was like. I never would have thought about that. That's a fucking good tattoo. <laughs> See, like, we're... Here we go. So, oh, wow. So it only... Secret. It, they d- haven't even gotten to Cinnabar Island yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, then Amazon having season two on makes complete sense. I forgot about Butch and Cassidy. They sucked. Butch yeah. and Cassidy, oh my god. Yeah, because... So, Pokemon Paparazzi is where they, um... I believe that's where they get... No, I'm sorry. Pokemon Snap. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the guy basically that you play as in Pokemon Snap. Yeah, but it was a couple episodes before that is where they brought the where it like restarted because it so it ended at um, March of the Executor for like a year. They would just play it up to that episode. Go back right there. there. So it would stop at episode forty for like a year, and then it finally they had new episodes, and that was where the problem with Paris started. And then Attack of the Prehistoric Pokemon is the one where the whole um. They find the Aerodactyl and all the dudes yeah. living underground, and I believe that's the episode where Misty gets the egg. Yeah. And then it's a few episodes later is when it the egg hatches. Yep, there it is. Who gets to keep Togepi? 47. And then it's two episodes later is Paparazzi. And that's the yeah. episode, Bulbasaur's Mysterious Garden is the one where he didn't want to evolve. Fucking so, like, Bulbasaur. 47, they've added in Gen 2 Pokemon to this fucking But shit. they're not even halfway through yeah. Gen 1 yeah. at this point. <laughs> at this, <laughs> and he's not, he's, like, just out after Celadon. So this is... I want to say that's around when the first movie would have been coming out soon. If not already out. So this is the weird point where... No, he's been to Celadon. He has well, not been to Cinnabar. Right. There's only right. two gyms left at this point. Cinnabar Island and um and Viridian City. Or Sorry, Viridian is what I meant, not Celadon. I get the... Wait, which one was Cassandra? Who the fuck is Cassandra? Well, episode 39 She's... is the fighting gym. Which wasn't really a gym. They call it a gym. No, that's showed in a dark city. That's different. Wasn't Cassandra the leaf gym? No, so that's Celadon City. That's Erica. Erica. So, oh, right. Here's here's Man. the episode thirty four is on the wrong time since I've played Me Red too. and Blue. <laughs> the race was episode thirty two. Uh, Ninja Pokemon Fuchsia Gym is episode thirty one. Yeah, and it's yeah because it's Fuchsia, and then they they should have already they should have done Saffron City after that. Unless that's the unless that's only the path in the game, yeah, that's probably just... only the path in the game. Yeah, because yeah. there's the Eevee Brothers, Wake Up Snorlax, Showdown at Dark City. So I believe, if I remember correctly, Showdown at Dark City is the um oh what's it fucking called? So that's the one where it, it is two gyms. It's a two fighting. It, there's two of them though. One of them has they both want to become the uh, an official gym. It, is this the this one, is the one where with the ketchup? He... Uh, he makes up his oh. name like Tom Ado or something like that. Yeah. Oh my god. 
But yeah, this is the one where Pikachu has the bottle of ketchup, and he's, like, eating just ketchup the whole time. Yeah. And then, like, a scyther or something like that ends up cutting the bottle, and it's just Pikachu crying over the, the yeah. broken Pikachu. bottle of uh of ketchup. I remember these way too well for not yes, having seen do. them in over 20 years, or close to 20 years, I should say. Yeah, because I believe Breeding Center Secret is the one where um James ends up with the Weeping Bell out of nowhere. I mean, 51... Ash signs up for the Pokemon League admissions exam. So that's different. That's like a school where he can go take a take a written test and then do a practical exam to get um basically right into the Pokemon League rather than having to get the last two badges. Oh, because he's that, a terrible trainer and he sucks. So that's that's actually the one where he ends up with um when they get to the practical battle stages, Team Rocket ends up with his Pokemon. So he, they get, like, not literally his, but they end up with, like, a Bulbasaur, a Charmander, and, like, a Pikachu or something like that. Yeah. And they just fail miserably. Ash ends up with um, a coughing, or, or I guess it was a wheezing, a... Um, Arbok. Arbok and a Meowth. And ends up actually doing fairly well with it until he gets to Meowth because he doesn't know any of Meowth's moves because Meowth never fights. Yeah. So it's literally Meowth, Meowth is off to the side, like, yelling at him what to do. Yeah. Um, Pokemon. But you know what? Three dollars a month. It depends on how much it is yearly. Like if I if there's a yearly price, and if there is, it might be worth it. If it's like I, if it's like ten bucks in a, a year additional, I'd be down for that. Well, I'd imagine it'll not only be ten dollars a year. I mean, if it what's three times twelve? Thirty six. Yeah. yeah, I know. Maybe but, yearly instead of your might be thirty a year instead a, of thirty six. Yeah. It would make your Amazon Prime one hundred and thirty a year. So the way I look at it is, it I might be worth to do a th- like. If you really want to watch season two, like, get it for a month and just fucking binge season two. Because, like, they're 20-minute episodes when you don't have commercials in them. Yeah. And then cancel it. And then if you see, like, oh, you know, I really like the the mystery of the unknown for some fucking reason. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. It's on in February. I'm going to turn, I'm going to pay $3 to watch that because it's a $4 rental. Yeah. Oh, look, I can watch, you know, Jirachi, too. Like, it. Yeah. It, it might have those sorts of situations where it kind of works out. But at a certain point, there's like 37 fucking Pokemon movies. Because they started releasing more than one a year at, at one point. I don't know if they still do, but I remember at one point they were releasing like a different movie for each version of the game that was out. Yeah, yeah. Or at least a different se- like a series for each version of the game. Well, no, they did that. But like literally, like there was a couple times where like there was a black movie and a white movie and a diamond movie and a pearl movie. Interesting. Yeah, it's real fucking weird. Um, so, that dark universe thing. That was supposed to start with the mummy, and there was gonna be like a Mister Hyde and an Invisible Man and stuff. Yeah. Um. Apparently, that thing is even more fucked than it was before. Yeah, it's because the mummy movie. Wait, was so they double killed it. So apparently, it's not dead yet. Like the Invisible Man was still being worked on, but the writer just left. Oh. <laughs> I mean that that movie was like wasn't or that series wasn't gonna or that universe wasn't gonna wasn't doing any good because the mummy was garbage. So. Yeah, I mean nobody liked the mummy. Which I mean, that's that's like Tom Cruise's first bad movie. Yeah, I mean, like you, I, I, I mean, I, I think have, we've talked about this before. Like, you might not like his movies, but generally, like, you can't look at it and be like, "Oh no, that's a bad movie." Well, no, it's not that. You, it's a lot of people don't like Tom Cruise. But you know what? I, I tell them go watch Top Gun. Yeah. Other than the fact that he gets Goose killed, that's a good movie, and he's good in it. Yeah. Um, Muddy Ducks is apparently getting a TV series. What? Another one. They had the cartoon series. I know. It's not going to be that. they were superhero ducks. It's that not, was the best. It's not going to be that, though. It's going to literally be about a group of peewee hockey players. That is all you, Drew. No. Um, yeah. I mean, yes, but no. So, yeah, that's 
That's a thing. It's a weird thing, but it's a thing. Sure is. I don't understand. That's like the third movie adaption they're working on right now into a TV series. It's almost like they've run out of ideas. And then you, you yeah. have, like, um, NBC has taken as a TV series, which was really bad. Isn't it getting a second season? That's what I mean. Like, it's still running. Wow. Um, CBS, I think, is the, the station that had, um, um, Rush Hour as a TV series and that now, got oh God, canceled, like, right away. Um, Fox. Fox has Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is good. Yeah. That's what I hear. Like, it's just different enough from the movies, but, like, um, Damon Wayans and whoever the white guy is are, like, they, pl- the way that they have written Riggs and Murtaugh, like, they both play them really well. Yeah. And that show works, like, it's funny, and it's, it's fun, and it's actiony and stuff, but, like, Taken and it's fucking Rush Hour, apparently, I mean, Taken was garbage. I watched the first episode and couldn't watch another, and Rush Hour, I think, got, like, three I, episodes. I was, I tried to watch the first episode of Taken, but it was just too serious, and I was going through a mental space in my head at that time where I'm like, I just can't take serious anymore. I need comedy. So I, I watched 10 minutes of the first episode. I was like, can't do it. And stopped. Which I think I'm happy about. But yeah, so I mean, right now, the, it's still like in development. But to, there is active work on a Mighty Ducks television show. Weird. I mean, it, it's probably a Disney Channel show. Uh, I mean, it's ABC Studios, but that doesn't actually mean like Disney Channel. Could be, it could be on ABC. It could be well, on I mean, Freeform. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Though. It like, could be on Fox. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, it's not. Gonna no, be, I mean, Fox like, is keeping Fox TV. Could be on FX. All right, there well, you go. But what I, I mean, could be on more, FXX. <laughs> I, I mean more so like it could be. It's it's like it's going to be a children's show, like or not a children's, but a tweens show or something. Like that. So it's going to be on like. Disney, or most likely Freeform, because that's where the tweens go. We don't know that, though. This could be, like, the serious drama reboot of... A dark and gritty... You know, Charlie grew up, and his life fucking went down the drain. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's, he plays... Charlie is now the uh, Michael J. Fox, and he's... Try that voice. again. Definitely not You're Michael so J. far Fox. off, I just want you to try again. Fucking I've, close. <laughs> I... Well, it wasn't him? No! no. Who was it? Uh, think about it. I'll give you Who five was the seconds. Coach? Charlie Sheen's brother. Yep. I I don't know e- Charlie Sheen's brother. Like his initials are E E. Martin Sheen's other son. Sheen. I I don't know. Like, Emilio Estevez. Really? I, I, they don't some, even look alike. I don't know. For some <laughs> reason, I see Michael J. Fox. I don't know why. No, because you figure when the f- first one of those came out, that was right at her Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox still looked like he was 12. I mean, he still looks like he could be 12. Yeah. But- I don't know why, but I, it, it, to be honest, I don't remember ever actually... I'm sure I have watched it. I don't remember ever actually having watched first, Ducks. First two, stellar. Third one, giant pile of trash. Oh, yeah. I'm until the last game. Okay. Which one's the three is where they're the Team USA? or No, that's two? two. Okay, that is two. Because two has a knuckle puck. And okay, yeah. Keenan's in it. Um, no, three is where they all get into the prep school because right. they were Team USA. Right, right. But okay. like a few of like the characters are missing and they get treated like shit because they're the JV team and they're not allowed to be ducks anymore. They have to be like the Warriors or whatever the fuck their school team's called and Warriors. they want to be the ducks and fucking Gordon Bombay's not there. He's just off being a lawyer and then Hans dies and it's not good until the end when like... Th- like 
I remember a lot of one and two. I do not remember shit about three. I think what we've learned in this episode is I have an encyclopedia no- encyclopedic knowledge of shit I've seen thirty years ago. <laughs> this, so, this things <laughs> from our child are like early teenage years. No, that I, d- well, D three came out in nineteen ninety five, maybe ninety six. I don't think just this episode. Like, oh, well, ninety six. We've known you've had that ridiculous, <laughs> like beautiful mind-esque stuff on media forever. So. Um, they put them out, so they were all two years apart, 92, yeah. 94, 96. And, like, the first one was good, like, it built everything up, fucking, he drove a limo onto the ice, and all the parents got real angry at him. The second one was a little weird, because it became Team USA after just winning a one-divisional, like, <laughs> fucking peewee hockey. <laughs> like, I don't get that at all. Like, it wasn't like they, they, they weren't the national champions, they beat the team from across the tracks. <laughs> that's basically what happened movie magic okay <laughs> but instead they become team usa and they, the, the only the only four fucking kids that weren't from goddamn minneapolis other than goldberg who was from minneapolis minneapolis he just liked to say he was from philadelphia at that point um was fucking like the the goaltender from maine the julie. um huh julie yeah um the goaltender from maine the spanish kid that didn't know how to stop from texas was the he douchebag from Chicago, and um, the Asian kid who I think was from California. Well, yeah. that just means that Minneapolis produces well, a lot of good hockey players. Wasn't uh, Keenan also from LA? Oh yeah, that's true. But he wasn't part of the original team. They only true. got him uh, because true, um, true, true. They needed somebody to fill in when Adam Banks got hurt. So yes, they did that, and then after he was better, and he could, for some reason, the medical test to determine if you were allowed to play hockey was holding the stick and <laughs> rotating your hand. <laughs> How did he get hurt? Um, somebody he, slashed he him really yeah. bad. Like, like it, it was, a, it was a, yeah, intentionally. Okay. Um, I think it was, I think it was Iceland that did it, right? But like they slashed him, and, like they hit I his arm, and so. they broke. Yeah. I mean, I guess they didn't break his arm, but they hurt it bad enough that he wasn't able to play right. And that was at the point when Bombay was, like, all going Hollywood and stuff like that. And, like, when he finally, like, got his shit together and realized it, he's like, I'm sorry, man, I didn't realize I was just ignoring the fact that you were injured and shouldn't be playing. And, like, literally, he's like, prove you're okay. Throws a stick to him. He, he tries to be a smartass and turn it with his other hand. And Bombay's like, no, with your right arm or left arm or whatever. And he picks it up and he drops it because he can't turn it. And <laughs> But then he comes back at the end and he's like, look, coach, I'm okay now. <laughs> And then Charlie's like, all right, you can play for me. I'm just going to be a coach, too. I'm not actually that good. But then he's team captain in the <sighs> third one again. Oh, Listen, the captains aren't always the best player. That's true. All right, more news? Or is that it? Um, the only other thing I have is Cloak and Dagger has a uh, date, uh, an air date. That's okay. the, the oh. next Marvel TV series. Right. That's, that's, that's also on Freeform, right? Yeah, uh, June 7th is going to premiere. Not also on Freeform, that's right. The Runaways is on Hulu. Yeah, Runaways is pretty good. I haven't um, watched it yet. I've I've watched like three or four of the episodes. Like it's very slow, cause just cause I always forget I have Hulu to even watch it. I've I've been on behind. I've been behind on all my shows because I was trying to watch all of Critical Role. You know, any free time I had to watch stuff was dedicated to that. So I this week I just caught up on Shield at least. So yeah. I don't ex- necessarily expect this to be like a stellar show, but like I think Cloak and Dagger are neat characters. So I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing like what what it's all about. Yeah. And I just can't wait to watch another teen angst show. I mean, at least teen this, angst. At least this one's a little more interesting because their powers are so connected to each other. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that that's news. Well, there was one other thing I saw. Oh, what uh, else? T- Toys R Us announced oh, that they're closing yes. 
officially announced that they're closing 182 stores, I think it is. I meant to bring that up. I have a text message with it in there. I just didn't put it in the actual news doc. Um, yeah. Cherry Hill, for us, is one of the stores closing. Oh, is it? I didn't see it on the list I was looking yeah. at. Uh, when are they closing? Um, starting in February. and the, well, So, liquidation stuff is going to start in February, and it's expected to end in April. So, I'm going to start going in February. Um, I actually, out, I, I actually texted your brother earlier. I'm like, hey, if you didn't see it, Toys R Us is closing in Cherry Hill. Yeah. Because um, I'm pretty sure that I'm was one. kind of surprised the Deptford one isn't closing. In Cherry Hill? Yeah. The one right Wait. on 38 near the Walmart? Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. I... You know, when I think of Cherry Hill, I think of the Babies R Us over the Toys R Us. The one by the Cherry Hill Mall is a Babies R Us, not yes. a Toys R Us. But I guess Babies R Us is actually staying open. Toys R Us are closed. Yes. Wait, where is there a Babies R Us near uh, the Cherry Hill Mall? By, across by, by the Target. Target. Oh, I never realized there's a Babies R Us over there. Yeah, yeah they moved it yeah. over there. So, yes, yeah, some point. of them are staying. I was wrong then, because I thought that Cherry Hill was the one that... I thought Cherry Hill was one of the stores that wrapped Babies R Us into their store. It used to. And then it moved out. At well, because it, it used to be next door. Yeah. And the same thing happened in Deptford. It was ne- there was a Babies R Us next door, but they literally just brought that merchandise into Toys R Us in Deptford. I no, thought Cherry Hill. Deptford, was the same. Deptford doesn't really have a Babies R Us section. Like they have. Oh, they don't have one anymore section. either. They have a small section of baby stuff, but because I was there for Christmas, because I yeah many little children in my life. Um, they have a small section for baby stuff, but they don't have really a Babies R Us. I had to go. To, um, I think I had to go to Cherry Hills, Baby Is R Us, to find something. Or, no, the Deptford near where Models is. Or, is it Models? That's. Not Models. Um, what's, uh, where the Taco Bell, Boston Market, and, uh, yeah, uh, uh McDonald's are that, uh, Former Mills. Where Former Mills is, they yeah. took oh. the Babies R Us out of that Toys R Us and moved it to, because, Toys R Us is closing. Babies yeah. R Us is staying. Open. Yeah. So the thing that threw me off when I was looking, uh, scrolling through this one list earlier, is it goes out of alphabetical order at a point. Yeah, it goes out of a- alphabetical order, and for some reason, it starts with the city and then has the address, but doesn't no, repeat. The no, city. no, it goes like it's all alphabetical order. It goes Nevada, New Mexico, North Carolina. And then back to the news. Oh, I didn't even notice that. They're not closing any of them in New Jersey. How about that? I may have looked at a different thing than you. Yeah, there's a bunch of them closing in New Jersey. But yeah, no. That's just, that's the one closest to us. Yeah. Well, I think Deptford's closest to us. No, that's the closest one to us that's closing. Deptford's not closing. Well, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's a bummer, but at the same time, like, I know who goes, goes to Toys R Us anymore? Yeah, no, who who shops in person anymore? I, I mean, I like shopping in person. A bunch like, of stores. Yeah, I haven't gone to a Toys R Us in a decade. I, I go once a year, and that's for Christmas, and I spend no more than fifty dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, I, I'm sorry, it hasn't been a decade. It was 2013 when the PS4 launched. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I, but I bought nothing because I didn't have enough money to buy games at the time. I just went because, like, I think. No, it wasn't you. I know Eric was there. Maybe Shawhead? Maybe. I know a few of us went, and I know we had all gone after the Wii U launch, too, because they had a sale going on, like, buy a game, get one half off, or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, so like 2012 and 2013 were the last two times I went into a, a Toys R Us. Okay. I don't also buy for children. Yeah. yeah. Erica will usually either buy things at Five Below or on Amazon when she has to buy for kids, so. Yeah, and it's, I mean, even at Toys R Us, shit is pretty cheap now, because they're just trying to sell stuff. Yep. Like, so, what were you guys up to this week? Um, stuff and things. Let's start with Drew. Uh, I played the Monster Hunter World beta. So All right, let's I. start with Richie. 
<laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't even going to start with that. My, um, my PC got fucked. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. I played more Pyre. Still good? Pyre's still good. I don't know. What is Pyre? I know you talked about this last week, I'm sure. It, but maybe if you listened to the episode you weren't on, you would know about Pyre. Maybe if you paid attention to video games last year. Uh, it's a, like, part visual novel, part fantasy basketball not thing. like not fantasy basketball the way that you play fantasy football, no, like, like a fantasy themed basketball game. Yeah, okay. You get a glowing orb from the middle and have to either throw it or dunk it into the opponent's pyre, okay. which is just a colored fire that yeah. every time you dunk the the orb into it, the fire starts to go down a little bit. Once you take it down all of its health and the fire like extinguishes, your team either wins or loses depending on if it was your fire or theirs. Nice, it, actually. Sounds pretty neat. So it it's really cool. Uh, like you only get to move one. You have three players on your team. Uh, well, you pick three players to play on your team. You'll have more. You have more characters. Yeah, they all have different abilities. Uh, but you can only move one character at a time. Each team, only one person can be moving. It's kind of like ice hockey in, in the idea that there's a big, a medium, and a small. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, that, that, that's the easiest way to describe the characters. Yeah, like, especially more starting three that, are but... totally that way. Yeah. Um, they, if you're not, if you don't have the orb, you have an aura around you, and if anyone runs into the aura, they are banished, so they leave the field for a, a certain amount of time, but depends it, on their character. If two characters run into each other without the ball, and they both have auras, it's the one that has the bigger one that the, act play, yeah. that the like, character touches the aura first. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I have a big character with a big aura, and you have, like, the small character with a small one, and I run up to you... Like, mine's going to hit you first, and you're going to get banished. Yeah. Okay. Or you can... I mean, different characters... Again, different characters have different abilities, but most of them can, like, shoot their aura out in front of them, and if it hits someone, it banishes them. Interesting. Uh, if Sounds you, neat. And, like, if you dunk the ball in, that character is out until someone scores again. Do, do they not go out if you throw it in? No. If you throw okay. it in, they stay on the field. I didn't, I didn't notice that, because I so, only threw like, it in once. that's a strategic thing. Potentially. It's harder to do, though. Too. Yeah. Do you guys remember Pitball? For PlayStation 1 I, game? I recognize the name, but I don't yeah. remember the game at it all. Was like, it was like beasts that played basketball, but they had like... You had, you got you got this like energized ball, and you connect it to your gun. You had to jump and shoot it into this ring, and you get points. And yeah. Is it, it, it just was made it me anything like Rollerball from 2001 with Chris Klein? I've never seen played whatever that... But it was a real bad movie. No. <laughs> so the art style is fantastic. Okay. Like it's also it, it, the the story is cool too because yeah. the this the whole concept is you are banished from like the commonwealth which is civilization. Yeah. Um and you are try like you you are playing this weird sports game to earn the right to re-enter the commonwealth. So okay. every time that you battle another another team, that team is trying to do the same thing. You, like, your character who is basically, like, you're not a playing character, like, you don't play the game, but you are, they call you the reader, because you are one of the few people in the world that remembers how to read, because reading has been outlawed. Okay. And the people that find you need you to read the book so that they know where to go to perform the rights, which is play the game, to re-enter the Commonwealth. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool. I think it's, what, like, a $20 game, usually? Yes. It's it's on PSN. It's like a twelve hours or so for twenty bucks. It's not, yeah, not a bad deal. Not too bad. And then it it does have local verses. Nice. Or you don't see a lot of that anymore. No. Maybe I I want to see how that works at some point. 
Yeah, that's that would probably be cool. Like, and just play yeah. the game back and forth. Especially, it'd probably be good just to get better at the game and yeah. like, try stuff out and everything. Because mm-hmm. I've played like twelve matches now. I've only come even close to losing once. Well, I'm playing on the standard difficulty, so it's not a hard game. But also, like the game progresses even if you lose. Yeah, makes sense. So. I think, don't you, like, lose characters if you lose or something like that, though? Uh, I mean, without, uh, you will eventually lose characters when you win. Oh, okay. So, you eventually find out that when you complete the thing to gain your freedom, only one person can go at a time. So, you wind up having to pick, like, the first, when you get to that game, the first person you pick is the person who will be set free. Oh, so then you keep going as you're trying to like get everybody into back into the common wall. Yeah. So oh. after that, after that, the ship becomes a flying, or the like wagon becomes wagon? a flying. Yeah, it becomes a flying wagon, and you'll have three spots to pick from to go to, and like it'll tell you which team you're playing. You freaking get standings at that point, and you can see what everyone's record is. And that, but also all the teams are now much better. Like the players are much better and they have the trinkets or whatever they're called that give them the different abilities. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Sounds fun. So what else you got? Yeah, that's about it. Cause my PC got just randomly died. It sucks. I, I, you were talking about it as you walked in, how you like updated a driver or something. And the same yeah, thing happened to me. It said it needed an update and then oop, didn't restart. Yeah. What's, same. What prompted you? Was it Windows that prompted you for an update? Yes. Always check what they're installing. And if they're trying to install a driver, cancel it immediately. Like, like tell it not to install drivers. Windows should never be in charge of driver installation. Because nine times out of ten, they're not installing what the manufacturer wants you to run. Fair. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that. Like, that's but, but, like, a, I, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure I hit the thing and it just then shut down and restarted. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's likely because Windows 10 is a piece of shit when yeah. it comes to updates. Yeah. But I was just saying, like, in general, like, if you are if you have updates and it looks like a driver is being updated, just fucking cancel it. Because you, you don't want drivers to update on your your thing. So what what were you up to, Rich? Oh, uh, well, I got about two weeks to catch these up on, but not a lot at the same time. Um, you have five minutes. Go. I don't know if I... I can do five minutes. <laughs> um, I finished watching that series Parasite. I don't know if I talked about this. It was an anime series called Parasite. We talked about it a little bit in previous episodes. Uh... The ending was very interesting and very, uh, um, like impactful for like, it just like the whole movie was about these parasite organisms taking over the world and trying to kill all humans. And then the very last episode ended up being like, Oh, humans are the parasite themselves type of thing. It was silly, but it was, it was a cool anime, neat action, uh, pretty, pretty good, like animation and music, things like that. And, and, really fun story i would if you if you're looking for a cool new anime to watch i'd say check that out uh the last like two episodes just get really over the top ridiculous okay um then i watched two netflix original movies i believe they're original movies at least one of them was uh the one was uh it was called it's a horror movie called open house i've heard of that which it's not reviewing very well but it's about a kid and his mom the kid's dad dies they're on hard times, so his aunt lets them move into her uh, mountain house that they're getting ready to sell. So they're having open houses, so every Sunday they have to leave the house for a couple of hours while they're doing the open house. 
after the first open house, they go back and shit starts happening in the house. And it, it, it's one of those movies. And he, I have a question for you guys. If you, if you really watch them on time from time to time, I know you do because your wife really likes horror movies and you do too a little yeah. bit. I'm no, sure. I, I, I like horror movies um, a lot. Have you ever watched a whodunit where like the whole movie you're trying to figure out like what's going on and who's doing all this? Yeah. Have you ever watched one where they don't tell you who done it? I don't think so. This movie doesn't tell you. And it pisses me off. So they have it set up for a sequel. It's reviewing so bad that it's not going to get one. You never know. Plus, plus, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, go ahead. They all die. That's, Everybody dies. It's a it's a horror movie. They can still do a sequel. Yeah, but, I, I mean, and they, they absolutely could because it's the kid, the mom, and the mom's, like, guy that she was talking to for for a couple for the couple of days that they were up there. They're all dead, so the aunt will find out, and she's still trying to sell the house. Or I'm going to say it was Mac Lamore. <laughs> well, like, my theory, and uh, no one else agrees with me, but my theory is it was the dad. The dad faked his death and is trying to kill them off so that he can collect all the money and steal away in a secret life. That's my theory, but people are saying it's probably somebody else in this part. I'm like, you know what? It just drives me nuts that you don't tell me who the fuck this was. I'm sticking with Macklemore. Yeah, you know what? It could have been Macklemore. I'm sure it could have been. But the movie was interesting. If you like horror movies and stuff, I'm not a big Well, you just spoiled movie. it, so now I have no reason to watch oh, it. The, the the intenseness of the movie itself is what would really be more worth watching than... Like, the ending was just so-so, but, like, the intensity of the movie and, like, the suspense of it was was more impactful than anything. Also, um, bad reviews will not stop something from getting a sequel. Yeah. It's a Netflix movie, so I mean, a bad reviews will not stop something on Netflix there are five from getting a sequel. Movies, Nuff Bright said. is but getting those, a sequel. <laughs> it's getting bad reviews for different reasons. It's a good movie. It's just getting bad reviews because of the yeah whatever and Bright was whoever Bright, Bright was getting bad critical reviews, but positive audience reviews. This is getting bad reviews overall, uh, critical and audience. So that's the one difference. Like if if if, if there's enough critical response or audience response, it doesn't necessarily have to be both. Studios will consider yeah. things. If if there's a high enough demand on it in one aspect or another, with the Transformers argument, Transformers makes a lot of fucking oh, yeah. money. No, I'm just saying. Like that, I I, I was just make I was yeah. agreeing with Drew's point. Like bad rate, bad reviews don't necessarily negate yeah. something because Transformers movies have ha- all had bad reviews and they made five of them. Yeah, but like I said, Transformers makes a lot of fucking money, whereas this is a Netflix original. I really don't know how they make their money on originals. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't like, know how, how Netflix they, makes money. It's subscription. They, they have so Every many, three years, well, they up the subscription cost. I didn't start... I've had Netflix for probably ten years. No. I'm 28. It, when did Eric move out? I don't I don't know. You know what? Well, I, I probably had Netflix for upwards of eight to ten years. I more mean I they did, throw so much money around and don't have that many people subscribe to it. But like, there's there's people like me who have it and don't use it. Yeah, I but didn't that, use it for the longest time. So the, the thing is, like, there's no real... I mean, I guess there is a cost by of them serving you up the bandwidth to stream something. But, like, I feel like, like, for something like that, like, they probably have deals worked out where that's not actually that big of a deal. Um, compared to, like, you, for instance, having a DVD out for yeah, seven and years and paying, I had a like, DVD extra $4. Out for however many, five years, and I was paying an extra ten, five, ten dollars a month. Um, up until recently. Like, you paid for that DVD, like, 17 times. Oh, more than that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And then I also watched the movie The Arrival with Amy Adams and... Oh, that movie looked bad. It was good. It oh. was really good. Very interesting concept of, like, 
essentially time travel, but different. Uh, base idea is aliens come to Earth, and you have linguistics people all throughout the planet trying to figure out how to speak to these aliens and figure out what they're here right. for. And the movie takes place over a period of a, a number of months, if not like a year or so. And it's just the idea of behind these these aliens' language and like learning the language was very neat and interesting that it just it kept me on suspense until it kept me on the edge and then like learning the politics and this country is getting ready to attack and that country is getting ready to attack and they were all working together and then they blacked out everybody and it is it's a it was a good movie i don't know i don't remember how it rated or reviewed or anything but i'd say it's a good movie if you like i it. remember that having fairly positive reception yeah. when it came out you know what i I realize, like, I do not really enjoy alien movies unless they involve an alien eating somebody's face. I can understand that. Like, like I don't, I don't know. Just for some reason, like, I don't want to see like these weird psychological thrillers or anything like that well, or dramas. Like, I really want to see like the aliens just being like monsters and killing everybody. Well, you're more into like the horror, gore yeah. types. I'm, I'm more into the story-driven, suspenseful stuff. But see, I and, like that stuff in other genres. I just don't like it with aliens. And that, yeah, it's. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I Listen, think Will Smith. And Jeff Goldblum already made the perfect alien movie with uh, Independence Day. But then they ruined it with Independence Day Resurgence. Never watched it. Didn't happen. I wish that's how it was. Just saying. I wish that's how it worked. Um, you got anything else? I finished Critical Role Series 1 and started Series 2, or their new campaign. Watched the ending of Critical Role, the original series, or the original campaign. Amazing. I loved it. And the how they wrapped up that season was like... I didn't know I could be so sad about fake, fake characters. Like, 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 seeing the end of these characters that were just pretty much improvised characters, just made, just made up on screen at that point in time and not scripted or anything. It was like to see that, to see these characters that I've known for 114, 15, 16 episodes. I was just like, man, this is amazing. I hope I can be in a campaign that's like this awesome. And I hope I can get people that can actually roleplay like this someday nope. in the future. Never happening. We're getting close. I mean, I DM'd Druin this past weekend, or last weekend. Oh, yeah, right. I joined Richie's or was other it, DMing. It was this past weekend. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you guys did pretty good with the roleplay aspect. Bringing in a new character usually helps that. Is it? Is that the group where, like, a lot of people just, like, not a lot of people, but, like, some people, like, left because three, they didn't want to... At this point, three people have left. Technically, only two, and one is on a temporary hiatus. So, how many but, people are actually in the group now? Uh, four. Okay. Which is still... Yeah. Okay, like, so I it was actually it, a big I keep, group. I, it was, it was a group of, uh, it was a group of five, which then became a group of six, which then became a group of four, and then, uh, and then with adding him, it was, te it's technically, it's still a group of five. Yeah. But one, the one guy left. He didn't show up till the last one. He's on a hiatus, so it's a group of four. Plus, we're getting one more, so we're gonna at least be a group of five at some point, maybe six. Okay. So, and yeah, like you guys started bringing in the role play. How did I do as a DM? Good, good. On a scale of good. one to ten, how close is he to a zero? A five, because that is the same either way, and I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I want, I want the constructive criticism. Like, no, I, no, no. Um, I, I mean, I don't. You're no worse than Eric. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I... <laughs> it might be <laughs> an insult, how you but... Feel. No, no. I, like, it's, it's good to hear. Like, everybody has different DMing ways, and I'm learning from all it's, these 
thing, like from Eric, I'm learning from Eric how to DM, I'm learning from Matt Mercer, I'm learning from uh, Dan, what's his name, from Nerd Poker, and... You should uh, listen our, to Friends at the Table and learn from Austin Walker. Like, yeah. I'm learning from Aran Vardian in God's Fall, and I'm learning from, I can't remember the guy from Dungeonist. I'm learning from everybody on how to do this. Yeah. Listen, I don't, like, I don't know form- much about D&D, and I don't really listen to any podcasts about D&D, but the one thing I do know is that Austin Walker may be the best DM in the world. Austin is a very good DM. He is so thorough and engaging and just he he rolls with stuff when he should roll with stuff and he keeps people on track when he should keep them on track. And you know that that's a lot of DMs need to be able to do that. Like well, there's, there's also to be able to judge you on literally coming in halfway essentially halfway through a, a dungeon. Yeah, like yeah. It's hard, it's, like... Like, you're gonna get more of the roleplay aspect coming yeah. into the next mm-hmm. thing. Like, I did... I, I threw him in, like, into a dungeon. I really wanted one of our new ads, him or another, the other person, to be in this dungeon because I purposefully made it hard, but I then realized that it wasn't going to be fun if we were in it too long. So, excuse me, I wanted to rush them through it a bit. So I was like, let's bring you in at the same level, with the same capabilities, and, like, I... I, as the DM, played as the rogue who wasn't there, so I was able to actually be a rogue and not just be kind of bad at it. In, like, a normal circumstances, like, if you weren't trying to, like, move things along quickly, would you, like, you jumping into this game for the first time, would you normally start out at level one and have to build your character up, or is it common to just have somebody, like, new to the game start on, like, equal footing with everybody? I'm going to imagine most times they are, most people are adding in at whatever level, or... A like, roundabout their level, like, just because the way things scale in D and D, like the things a fifth, fourth level characters are fighting, will get fucking murdered as a level yeah. one character. Like I wouldn't, I would never have brought him in as a level one. But since they're only level four, there's not really like I'm not gonna bring him in as a level two. Level three like, is when you get all the good shit. So at least I would have brought him as a level three. But if I have Say they get to level eight and this new guy comes in, I'd probably put him in at level six. This way, it's like there's a little bit of differential between them because he's not as much of an adventurer as they are. So, and like it usually happens in other like Vogel started a level below us when he started his new character. After I was gonna say, like when you die, do you normally like start like a level or two just below everyone rather than as like level Uh, one? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's up to the DM really. But yeah, like throwing a level one in with characters that are, like, beyond level 3 are, like... Because how much... You weren't even rolling damage for the trolls, and what were they doing? Yeah, I, I stopped rolling damage in general, because or, that's, that's how, like, well, f- I killed no, them. like, the fucking but boar the, thing the, that charged yeah. and did 17 damage. The boar did 17 damage because Would, he got his charge, and, so, and that is base damage. That basic... 17 damage would basically, literally, from full health, kill... Almost every character class at level one. Yeah. Like, not even, you don't even get the chance to be healed. You're just dead in one hit. Uh, Okay. Yeah, so uh, a giant boar's base attack is 10 damage with his tusks and additional 7 damage if he gets his charge. So, yeah, 17 damage just from a charge. You know, like, paladins and fighters start with between 10 and 15 health. Yeah. Everything else, uh, and then barbarians are between 12 and 17, and then everything else is, like, a sorcerer 
that had 20 constitution, which is the max, would have 11 health. Yeah. At level one. And it's like, you're fucked. Yeah. Against anything. You're okay. Because you're probably not putting all those points into constitution as a sorcerer. No. You probably just literally got murdered on the first hit you took. Absolutely. So. Uh, but yeah, I did that and, um, played more Tomb Raider. Oh, right. I forgot you'd been playing that. That's a game. Is it? You're playing Rise of the Tomb Raider, right? Uh, the the new one. Yeah, yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider, but I got the like the the Game of the Year edition equivalent or whatever that with comes all, with like the all the, the DLC, DLC and stuff. And that's that's a game. Uh, I thought that was a really well done game. I mean, I I reviewed the first one on a website and I scored it lower than most places were scoring it. And because you're a broken individual. No, it's and it's not that the story is bad. It's more like like visually like to me like jumping jumping onto things like it just looks bad and it clips a bit and like graphically and like not not graphically but more visually like certain things just make yeah. it so like look a little worse also keep in mind that game came out in 2015 i know i know so i but like it's still like i just it doesn't look like it's hard to explain, but like the way she jumps, she always jumps the same way. So if you press X and forward, she's always jumping with her hands forward to catch a thing. How the oh, fuck that's do just you a throwback to the original Tomb Raider. But then she <laughs> la- still lands straight. Like even if you're not trying to catch a thing, she still lands straight. It's just it, it's things like that that like I mean yeah that's a throwback to the original Tomb Raider, but uh, still, that like, was a total joke. But no, it's true. I mean, uh, like I'm you're not wrong. That's not why they did no, it. But it's just like. It visually, like, some of these things are just not, like, all, like, that great. Plus, one thing that gets annoying, and it's kind of the Navi issue in my eyes, like, you activate the survival vision during tombs and stuff. I know what I need to do. I've seen it. But I keep activating it just to, like, double-check things. Every time I activate it, I need to move that. Then I need to figure out a way mm. to move that. I need... Over and over, and I'm so consistent with activating that hunt, that survival well, vision. Activate it less. Yeah. The, I, I mean, but also, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. a lot of games have that issue. Like, I, like I, I can play about that with Persona and fucking Morgana, constantly telling you to go to bed and that you're really smart, and like that cat needs to just go fuck itself. But like, it, it's a thing that games do to try and keep you like engaged and not frustrated because they. Th- like in that case, they think that if you're using the like um the detective vision or whatever the fuck it's called, that you need help. Well, and and my problem is I kept activating it because I couldn't see what it was trying to get me to see. But every time you take a step, it deactivates it. Yeah. So I would activate it, look around, move five feet, activate it, look around, and it com- I need to stop the water from falling. I need to stop the water from falling. I need to stop the water from every time I activate it. I'm like, I understand this. I just stop telling me that I need to do this. Play it muted. I, I mean, I should, or just let me keep the survival vision open or, the entire or, time. Or stop bitching about nitpicky things. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a four-year-old game. Is it really four-year-old? Three. Didn't, it didn't come out in 20... I, I mean, I two guess and, it did. Two and a half. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I played the Monster Hunter uh, World Beta. Um, I also played the Monster Hunter World I, Beta. Uh, when I started playing it Saturday morning... I started streaming it as soon as I started playing it. I played for two and a half hours and didn't kill the Nergiganti, the fourth uh, mission, until the very last mission of the two and a half hours. So it's 15 minutes an attempt, give or take two or three minutes per loading. So let's say 20 minutes per attempt for two and a half hours. That sounds like a that's, bad time. That's, that's about 
eight to nine attempts to kill this thing. I didn't kill it until I had less than 14 seconds left on my timer with the Nergigati. It wasn't. It was fun. Like, I, it's just, the fight itself was fun. The loading and the, like, keeping the retry was annoying, but the problem with that time, with that was, like, the timer is never that short. If they had given us just a normal timer, if they had given us the 20 minute timer, I would have had it within the first two or three tries. But because they cut it down by five minutes, and based on the normal game by 25 minutes, uh, cause it's usually 50, so it's actually, uh, 35 minutes, like, they cut it down that much, that it just, it made it that much more difficult, but it's, you're getting items for completing this, so they're giving you, like, more of a challenge, and these are going to be special items for completing this one, but that fight was fun, it was a lot of fun, well, for a veteran or somebody who enjoys a game like me, it was a lot of fun, I enjoyed fighting him, and he just, like, it made me think a lot more about the game, um, I know you have qualms about it still, yes, the combat sucks. I, I don't. I don't. So, he, he, I, like, he, he, here, here is my. I, I'll listen. Like yeah. there is no feedback on when you are actually hitting the shit outside of the little damage number popping up. Okay. Um, like compare it to like Bloodborne, where when you're hitting things, there's like there's an impact to hitting shit in Bloodborne or any other character action game I've ever played. Okay, so say a baby comes over to you and starts hitting you in the knee. Is there any impact to the baby hitting you in the knee? Not to me, but to the baby, yes. And the, the baby's hand is going to stop and hit the thing and feel that. That's what doesn't happen in this game. Well, it, I mean, there's there's only there's so much an extent that they can throw that. They're not going to make you stop hitting this giant thing with a, the thing in a leg at the leg. It, They're going to let you Go through your combo. Yes, but it doesn't... It's hard to do the combo when you can't tell you fucking actually hit the thing. And that's what other character action games do well, is, like, from the feel of hitting the thing, you know when to move on to the next move, and so on and so forth. But And that's what this game doesn't do, I, and that fucking sucks. But you don't need to know that you hit the thing to continue the combo. It sure is helpful, keep, depending on the thing, but, the move you're doing, to, like know where you are and to not clip through the fucking thing but you're and the camera freak out all the time as i mean, the 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 follow camera isn't that great yeah i will admit sucks. that the the follow camera <laughs> right. in this one isn't that yeah. great i'll admit that i don't have it half the time unless i'm tracking the monster yeah because i am a very close range enemy as long as you are hitting the enemy as long as your blade is hitting the enemy even i use the long sword which is freaking twice as long as my character I as use, long as like, the, three different weapons. As long as the tip of that blade is hitting the enemy, you are hitting the enemy. It's, and that damage counter is telling you that you're hitting the enemy. Yes, but, the, like, the damage counter is not super visible. Like, and it just, there's no, like, it's hard to explain without, like, comparing it to another game. But, like, like Bloodborne, the way it's, that's probably the other most recent character action game I've played. There is an impact to hitting the things with the weapons in that game. And that leads to a difference in how it flows and feels. I mean, and that is just missing from your, what I Your played. hits do slow down a bit. It's, uh, I, and it depends on the uh, combos and abilities you're using as well, and also the weapons. But your, your hits do slow down a bit, and also depending on where you're hitting the enemy, because if you hit them in a spot that's more sharp or more, more, um, solid, you're gonna bounce back. 
if you're hitting that, and if you're using a different weapon, if you're using the hammer and you're hitting them in a spot that's more solid, you're not going to bounce back as much as hit through. But if you're using the blade in the, in the, uh, near the tail work, which is where you're going to do more damage as well with the blade weapon, you're going to strike through and you're going to have that damage counter there. And there is a slight change in the speed of the attack. And again, as long as your blade is hitting the enemy, you are hitting the enemy. But so it's just so hard to tell. Yeah, like, like, like the visual style. Like the game looks nice, but the it's really hard to see the end of your weapon when you're trying to also like think about dodging out of the way and paying attention to what the enemy is doing. Like there is no feel to the combat in that game. And when that's literally all the game is, like, like I, I thought, and I, I took your advice. I tried a, I tried multiple weapons. I tried the, the two, um, the dual blades. Yeah, the dual blades, like you said, because you said like they would be faster and feel a little more like flowy. Yeah. Um, I tried another big weapon to see what that was like. Um, and like I, I, I agree. Like, there's some something feels off about the combat. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel gratifying to even hit something. Yes. Doesn't feel gratifying to hit something until you break something apart or do a, an awesome hit. But see, like, but, so like I like you like instant so... gratification. Like the best thing about like you could get some instant gratification or like gratifying hits more so with the Nergiganti than you can can with the smaller things because the Nergiganti had this cool aspect in it where it had spikes that you could break off and constantly grew throughout the fight. And the more you hit those certain areas, the more damage it took because it was weaker in the white spikes than it was in any other spot. And you could break them off more, cause it to stagger, cause it to fall over. You could even, I had an instance where it went up to do an attack, came down at me, and I swung straight down, and I hit it in the horns, which caused both me and it to knock back. I was able to stagger it and stun it from that quick hit right there, which saved me from dying, absolutely. It's just... So, and I wish I got any of that feeling fighting the first two yeah. monsters in that beta. So, like, the second monster, the, the like, Barrow. weird rock thing. The Barrow. Um, like, you know, like, f- first time I went at him, I tried to hit him in the head, found out that, like, my weapons did no damage on his head. Found out that, like, his rear and, like, his, like, side and stuff like that were yeah. vulnerable. And, like, underneath was the most if, if he fell over. Yeah. And, like, as I'm chasing him and fighting him, like, I'm hacking off pieces of his tail. And it's just like, like none of my attacks even felt like they should have been doing that. Like there was just something about yeah. the attacks that they, they almost feel like they're not happening. That, that's Whereas exactly how I feel. It's like, not. It's not that like the so like the combos aren't the thing that feel bad necessarily. It's the attacks themselves. Like as you're connecting, just don't feel like they're actually connecting. Whereas if you play any other like like Drew was saying, like any other like like character action game where you're you know slashing at something there's just there's a certain feel that you get when you're coming into contact with with something and it's not so much like the idea that you know your weapon is stopping because you're hitting a thing it's just the the way that your character reacts and the other character reacts even if it's not even like like you said like you're right like you know if i walk up to a giant thing and i start hitting it with a pointy stick like yeah it's probably not going to pay much attention Unless I hit it someplace where like it's soft, yeah. But, but like it, that's not so much the the it, like that's not what either of us felt when we were like, doing the combat. And maybe for you because you have been playing these games for years, like you're looking at the combat differently. It's, but I'm looking at the, like when I look at it, I see the combat as all right. I hit these things and these little numbers go up, but 
it's not there, there's no gratification the, in the, the fight well, like the fight doesn't the, feel the good better to me way for me to put it is there's no feedback and again and that's, with uh, uh, with exceptions of when like oh i cut the tail off cool i don't know how or why i did but that happened because you dealt enough damage to the tail right but like and, and it's there was if nothing you, if you fight the smaller things in the world the the little jagras is not the great one or like the um, I believe they're called plesioth, which are like the stegosaurus looking things. There is more feedback to hitting them because they're smaller. Something bigger isn't going to give. They're not going to react as much as something smaller, even if because you're using these giant great sword of this long. Again, like, you're like uh, you're putting way too much lo- like real world logic into a thing that like doesn't apply. Have I, real world logic applied? I was actually thinking of it completely differently. Of I feel like you you think at least I don't know if if Drew is thinking of the same thing I am, but I feel like you think that we're talking about the just the the enemy reacting to being hit, and that's not it because I did kill some of the of the smaller things like as I was running around, especially um whatever the thing is you fight in the first mission, the Great Jagras. Um, the when I did that again this time, I found him in like a cave surrounded by a bunch of little ones. That Jagras, when I started yeah. fighting him, the little ones started coming at me. Yeah. So, like, I was killing them off, too, and it still had the same feeling of just, like, yeah, I was hitting them, I saw the numbers popping up that I was doing damage, but none of the hits felt like hits. Like, like regardless of the weapon I was using, like, whether it was, because even, like, I it's, it's it's There's no impact to the hits you are making. I, I mean... Yes, the thing's not necessarily going to react, but, like, like you really, like, it's... But, Play another character action game I mean, and I can look play, and feel. I I can play Blood. I beat Bloodborne. I yeah, that's platinum true. Bloodborne. Did you really? I believe so. Or at least I killed every boss in Bloodborne. Every boss, all the optionals, everything. And I didn't platinum it, but I killed all the optional. Bo- Maybe I did. I can't remember. I have four platinum somehow. <laughs> um, I know one of them. I know two. Of, two of them are Sly Cooper. One of them is Final Fantasy. So the other one might be Bloodborne. I can't remember. But I have, I killed every enemy in Bloodborne and every boss in Bloodborne. I mean, it felt the same to me in Bloodborne than it did in Monster Hunter. I hit, I hit a smaller enemy and I did damage. Like, it slowed down my attack a bit, but it's not gonna, like, it's, but that, like, like, that's, it's the same to me in Monster Hunter. We're not doing a good job of getting, because it's a really hard thing to just kind of verbally describe. Yeah, like, Like, it it has nothing to do with the the way the enemy is reacting or the way your blade slows down. Like, it, I, it's, it's a feel thing that I obviously don't get, like, I don't get it. Yeah. No, you don't. Like, like, cause I mean, I could play Dynasty Warriors or, 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 uh, uh, Hyrule Warriors. Go in and fight a hundred enemies and swing my sword and hit a hundred enemies and get the same feeling in that uh, as I do in Monster Hunter. Yeah, that's actually a more relatively good comparison, and the fighting in Dynasty Warriors is not great. But like, so I don't really like Bloodborne or the Souls games. Um, I mean, I'm, even I'm like bad. Fucking I, I am bad at them too. Like, ninja I guide, if fucking Ninja Gaiden on Xbox. Like, I'm bad at that know. too. Well, yeah, <laughs> um, Devil May Cry. Like, yeah. there's. 
But so like like I, as far as like those Souls games go, just because I realize that they are very different from Monster Hunter, but there's also a lot of similarities in sort of in combat co- and combat and concept and very, stuff like that. Yeah. Like they're very like you know just big battle oriented. It's a lot of yeah. retrying things, finding yeah. the patterns and with, stuff with, like that. With the exception of having to gather materials from each thing you kill to get better equipment, combat and gameplay wise, they are very similar, if not the same. But so I never made it past a boss in Dark Souls Three or Bloodborne. Um, I didn't play a lot of either of them either. It was really just like trying them out just to see what they were like. So I had never played Dark Souls or Demon Souls prior. Um, I think I got like halfway through yeah. Bloodborne. Like I, I managed, I, I eventually made it past that bonfire at the beginning of Bloodborne. That's about as far as I got. I'm yes. really, really bad at those games. I, and I just, I don't have the patience to like learn sort of the patterns of the enemies and, and do the dodging and everything. Like it, it's not for me. And I know that. But there's something about Bloodborne where the combat felt good that I'm not getting from Monster Hunter. I mean, I don't, I, like I said, I, I, I guess I don't get yeah. it. Like, no, it's hard I, for me to see. It's hard for me to, like, cause I played both of them. Yeah. I, after my six month hiatus from Bloodborne because I got so pissed off because I couldn't get past that damn bonfire and then I finally, or no, I couldn't get past the cleric beast, which was the first enemy, the first main boss. I think, That's right? not the thing that you have to die to, to get past, right? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> no. Um. But I couldn't get past like it's at the like, top of the bridge, right? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a clerk piece. I couldn't get I past so. that. My first like four or five times I tried, I threw the controller and didn't play it for like three or four months. Like once I got past that, like like I got I got angry at that because of just how hard the game is. Yes. And like hardness doesn't like necessarily discourage me, except for like. I was looking at that as a game, like, Bloodborne I looked at as a game, it's like, this game looks really cool, it feels good, like, it plays well, the controls feel good to, like, when you're dodging and attacking and everything, but it's like, I am not good at this, I don't have the motivation to get good at this, I'm not going to just frustrate myself. Mine was, I couldn't progress beyond that point, because... If you died there, you lost everything. Yeah, and actually, I remember we was, talked about that. Before. That was my issues. Like I died there, I lost everything. I died there too many times, and that's why I stopped. But like combat-wise, I've never really like I felt very similar. Like I even compared the two. I'm like, this game to me is Monster Hunter in a in a uh, gothic feel. It yeah. is t- like combat orientation, everything. It is all. Monster Hunter in a gothic feel, and which is why I never understood why you guys didn't like Monster Hunter. Because, like, I was under the impression that you liked Bloodborne. I li- Conceptually, I like it, and I think it plays well. But I don't like it... I mean, it's not so much that I don't like it, it's just not for me. So, like, like I, I see all the, the good parts of Bloodborne, but I know it'll never be a game that I will play for more than an hour, and I will make absolutely no progress in it. And so, like, that's why I was always like, I don't... I don't under like I. That's why I was always like I don't understand why you guys don't like Monster Hunter when Bloodborne is same exact like idea and concept and combat wise feels exactly the same for me. If you're using a big we- weapon in Bloodborne, it feels the same to me as if you're using a big weapon, which is generally all the time in Monster Hunter. So and but yeah, that's like where I com- completely disagree. Like everything about like conceptually yes they're the same the combat feels just so different yeah i even i and you have a totally different sort of view on this than i do so like i don't know if this will make sense the way i say it but for some like all the combat that i tried even with the dual blades which were faster like you you were right like they did feel better 
than like the the axe thing I had yeah, that they, they defaulted you, you to. Which I don't know why they default you, um, you to that. They usually default you to the sword and shield. But but so like even that like it just to me it felt clunky and slow. Whereas in Bloodborne, even even the slow weapons felt I, don't, I can't even think of the right word smooth. So I guess smooth's the right word. Like when I did something in Bloodborne, it felt like there was kind of like some purpose behind it. When I was doing stuff in Monster Hunter, it just kind of felt like the game wasn't quite up with my button inputs. But the combat in Bloodborne is very deliberate. <laughs> like you hit the button, you know what this attack is going to do. I wish it was a better comparison. Well, like, well, for I mean, <laughs> I, I can see that because the thing about Monster Hunter, the button hits aren't just a single, like, especially with the dual blades or something. Like, if you hit triangle, you do like one, two, three. So, hitting triangle, 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 over and over and over, it's only registering like every other triangle yeah. because each triangle is multiple hits. And I did realize that. And I think, like, the, there was just something about it that, like, it made everything feel kind of just delayed in a way that kind of. I don't know, and maybe part of that is why that that might be part of why the combat just felt bad to me. Um, I was gonna say something else, and I totally lost track of thought. Um, oh, so the, the other thing, like, and it might just be because that like they were easy. Like those first two quests, definitely there was no challenge to them. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I took me four fucking tries to beat that second one. I I did both of them on the the second one. I beat in the last three minutes. Like it, it, I never had trouble with it. It hit me twice. Um, and this, the first one never hit me at all. The only thing that was hitting me were the little guys that yeah. were with him. Yeah. Um, the only thing that, that took me a while was he kept fucking running away and he ran into like this mud puddle that like was just very hard to move around in. You, you your speed drops 25% yeah. when you go into water. That so, so it was just one of those, like the area that he ran through, it's just, I kept getting slowed down. So then it was harder to catch and, up and, and you, you, you don't know like the strategies and stuff when they run away, when they're limping away, they're going to fall asleep in your equipment you have two large barrel bombs oh. which he could have switched to drop the two large barrel bombs on his head and then drop the small barrel bomb walked away the, uh, which uh, is the small barrel bomb is timed that's my other and complaint. they all blow up i didn't so here, my other complaint was fuck that inventory system they decided on this game like yeah because i don't remember it being like that in the one for psp that was the last time I played it, I which mean, I realized has been a long time. I, the UI for the inventory, and fucking, I feel like they tell you how to use the inventory, and that was not how it works you, at all. You press left and right yeah, on that's the D-pad. But that's not what the fucking game tells you. Yeah, the game you. told me to hold R1 to use the, the radial menu. And then you menu. push square or circle. And fucking, yeah. that is not how that worked. Can you, I mean, obviously I'm not going to be playing more but can you remap the buttons or is it stuck the way that it's um you can you can remap the radial circles even during the beta you could have remapped the radial circles those are your favorited now. items um the buttons i i don't i've never had to because like I, I i'm used to the button i'm used to square I'm being put away no, the weapon i'm can't. using i'm used to b being dodge i'm used to circle and triangle being alternate attacks i'm using used to the top buttons being the top like so that's what i'm used to like you might be able to i was just curious like, like, like again it's not something that i'm gonna be doing i was just curious because i mean this square, is square felt like like for me square should be an attack like because i'm just used to square being an attack in games so like i used a potion like four times i didn't mean to because i kept hitting square instead of triangle i realized that like that's a that's a me error not like a game well, error I mean, yeah at that but, well I, I guess if you were chasing after the enemy then your equipment would be like sheathed and everything so that would make sense and then, well there were a few times where i had my weapon out and i hit square and he just stops and pulls out a potion and starts drinking it when i had full health 
or like close enough to fold that I didn't need a potion. Yeah. And yeah, it, like I, again, it's a me error, not a game error, but it was just one of those like if I were going to play this, I would want to remap the buttons. I I sometimes like sometimes I'll like miss hit a button too or I'll get the buttons confused real quick. It happens to me too. Like I've been playing this game for since Monster Hunter 3. Uh, or Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. So, and, and I still get, cause the button layout has been generally the same. It's always been the top two, or the top, the, the top one and the right one were the attacks. The left one was the, the action, and the bottom one's dodge. It's always been that way. So that's how I know it. That's how I've, I've remembered it. You might be able to change it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna bet no, but. Yeah, I was just curious, cause that's, that was one of the things, like, it, Again, like it's a me problem, just because I want the I wanted the you, controls to be different. You also play inverted no, because I don't. you're. An, I thought you did. No, I thought you always changed. No, I used to do that for Halo. I okay. used to play inverted um boxer controls. Okay. I, I tried Southpaw. Like I tried to do inverted Southpaw just to fuck with people <laughs> because it would be like at GameStop, so it would be like we would pass the controller around. So if like if I was playing and it was Southpaw and inverted and boxer, it, people would not like that. Because they wouldn't know it until they got into the game and their shit was all kinds of backwards. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how Southpaw is a thing that anyone would want to use, though. Yeah, I because don't. Because you kind of, you grow up, like, I get it. Like, if you're left-handed, you, like, usually your left hand is going to be more de- dexterous with certain things. But, like, if you grew up playing games, like, you grew up with your hands being used to that sort of Yeah, it's not like you held the controller yeah. upside down. Yeah. Like, um, like, I, I've never, I don't even know what Southpaw is. It I don't swaps need, the analog sticks. That's just So, so you move with look. the right and you look with the that's, left. That's, oh my god. Yeah. Like, you're just giving also, me Also, I want to say it flips the triggers. I think, I like, you would shoot with L2 or... It, it's been nearly 20 yeah. years. I think you're right, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, But, so the other thing I was going to say, like, I... And before Drew said that he had trouble with it, I realized like those first two quest things were probably on the easier side. Even Um, I, I never had any sense of accomplishment beating them. Whereas, like again, like it's the only comparison I have is like even taking out like just the random dudes on the ground in Bloodborne always felt kind of like a cool. Like I'm I'm progressing. Like I killed those guys. It felt good. Like I felt accomplished. And uh, I mean. A, that could be because it's a beta. B, it could be because the enemies were a lot... Were, were, especially the Great Jagras was extremely but, easy. But you figure that the second one, the Rocky one, like, yeah. I took... Like, that one literally took me to, like, the, the deadline. Like, I thought I wasn't going to make it, because at one point I got, like, the five-minute warning, and I'm like, he's running away. I'm nowhere fucking near I, him. <laughs> I mean, I'm... I Me being a veteran player, like, I'm going to go into the first half of the game and be like, this is the game for the first half, but then once I start fighting things like the um the Nergiganti, which was the thing they added for this most recent beta, where it takes took me two and a half hours. I felt accomplished after killing it after two and a half hours. I had to put the controller down and walk away for an hour and a half because I was like, I am just too like strung up and excited that yeah. I finally killed this thing by myself. Like it's gonna it, it like the things you're fighting are are easier. Maybe the uh Anginoth you might have felt a little bit more accomplishment with. Um like I don't you Wait, I don't know. Is that that's that the, the third one? Oh yeah, no, I, I only you, did the first two. You didn't yeah, need that, but no. that one was but, harder. Well, or maybe was it twenty minutes or thirty minutes for the first two? Twenty minutes on all three, fifteen minutes for the last one. So in and in normal Monster Hunter fashion it's fifty, fifty, fifty and fifth or it's probably fifty, fifty, fifty and forty. Or thirty-five. How mad will you be if those times are the actual times? The They're game? not. They're not. I've seen 
pre-release gameplay and things like that. Okay. The timer is always... They will never lower the timer to 20 minutes. It's always... Uh, unless it's, like, a special mission. Uh, and they've, like... They've incorporated some things called investigations where it's, like, a harder mission that you get X amount of attempts to do, but you can... If, if you complete it, you still get however many left. Yeah. If you don't complete it, you still lose that attempt. Uh, you get special awards for completing them, and they might be, like... Do oh. this thing differently, or beat it in this many minutes instead, or use this many items, or don't use this many items, or don't die this many times. But generally, the missions will be, uh, depending on the enemy, 30 to 50 minutes, with three deaths total amongst the four players. So, in the... and I, and in the I, beta, I can't think was, of a better way to put this, but like in those 20 minutes, by the time I finished the 20 minutes to beat that second quest, like I was frustrated because it... it I was having no fun. And then, like, by the time I was done, like, I was actually bored of it. And and this is something we talked about yeah. on Saturday. It's This just isn't combat yeah. you like. This isn't a kind of... And uh, I don't push this game on you guys to make you like them or to make you, like, say that this is the greatest game in the world. You guys don't like the game. I understand that. I just don't want, like, with a game as much of a fan base following as it has, five million hours in the first two beta weekends played... Yes, that could be a million players playing five hours. That's still there is a fan I mean, base. You to this played game. almost three. I I mean <laughs> I played three, but I'm talking about prior to that, which the first two beta weekends I probably collectively maybe put five to six hours in. So yeah, like there's a lot of people playing extra hours, but still, even if it's five hundred thousand people playing two hours, like that's still a lot of people playing this game that you guys say sucks and is terrible and is the worst game in the world. It's had however many iterations and it's look there have been five transformers movies <laughs> <laughs> those, look i will fully admit those movies make money monster hunter doesn't quite like if it's I mean, it 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 obviously makes if it, money if they're gonna if still it put has as little of a following as you guys say it has and if it's as bad as it has it doesn't quite make like like it probably breaks even but it's like, no there's no way it mi- breaks even and gets more games especially not from Capcom. I mean, like i know in japan it's huge like a Universal yeah. Studios in Japan is getting a Monster Hunter um area. Uh they they even had it in uh not Universal Studio. I think it was Six Flags for Monster Hunter 4, I believe. I believe it was Monster Hunter 4. There was uh, an enemy called um the Gormagala, which was in a comic, which was a like like I think it was like a Capcom Sega or Capcom Marvel comic. That had Sonic in it for some reason. I, think. I can't fully remember, but also at like Six Flags or something like that, there was like a Gormagala ride, which they just rehashed yeah. on the rides they had for that. But no, I mean like in Japan, like Universal Studios already had like a Monster Hunter themed ride. Yeah, but they're literally getting an entire section dedicated to Monster Hunter, which I will absolutely go to. Um, I mean it's only in Japan. I, so. I will absolutely <laughs> go to. Papa still lives in Japan, right? He can, he can, but he can translate so, for me. And like I tried to explain this to you a little bit over the weekend, like. My opinion is it's a bad game. Like, I don't really see the redeeming qualities of it. And you can say, I don't like it. I personally feel that it's not good. I personally, like, don't see the appeal. But saying just straight up the game sucks just because you don't like it is different than the game actually sucking. Like, But it does suck. Just like like, Transformers 1 through 5. Here's the thing. Superman, 64. That game sucks. Yeah, it's yes. got like a negative There are one. no fans for that game. I'm sure there's at least one. I there are some. And, there are some people who ironically like that game. And ironically, I'm not sure. Whatever. I'm not sure, but 
has there ever has there been another Superman game since Superman sixty four? No. Yes, I think, really? I'm pretty certain. I there's thought a there was game one game. other one after it, but I couldn't remember. That's why I, I was I'm pr- asking. I'm pretty certain there's. A, I could be wrong, and I could be thinking about like Aquaman because there's like a real bad PS2, GameCube, yeah, Xbox era Aquaman right. game. But I feel like there was a Superman game in that era as well. But there definitely has not been since then. I mean, there could be mobile games. I don't know, but those don't count. <laughs> But it's just, like like I said, it's just the point that I try to get you guys to realize. The game is not for you. It is not geared for people who don't like these type of combat styles, who don't like... Like you, like you said, you barely played through Bloodborne, which is a very similar game to this. I, I, I played, But, you know, I've played countless character action games. Like, I, I think that the weird part for me is, like, I can look at Bloodborne or Dark Souls, and I can see the redeeming qualities. Like, I can see why people like it. I can't find that in Monster Hunter. But that's also coming off of a basis of this game has a story and this, that, and the other. Whereas other experiences that you've had with Monster Hunter, there was no story. All you know of it is you go, you fight big monsters, you collect pieces to go fight bigger monsters. Let's be real. Fucking Bloodborne, there's no fucking story. Like, I mean, that's that. there is an underhand story that you can get. There is, but I never got that far. Literally, like, it took me half an hour just to figure out I had to fucking, how to get the fucking sword by talking to the ground. (laughs) <laughs> and you you didn't get that far but other people have like that and again, no but that's like, what i'm saying like for me i can i can look at bloodborne and understand and like i can see the redeeming qualities in bloodborne and no matter how many times i like like i i i knew i was not going to enjoy monster hunter but i gave it a shot just to see if i could find the qualities that like you see in it and i just i couldn't and and i like you also go into it knowing that when you played Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, and the way I've explained Monster Hunter 4, Monster Hunter Ultimate, or, or Monster Hunter 4, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, and Monster Hunter Generations, every time I go in to explain those, I tell, like, you go in, you fight the monsters, you get things, and that's one of the big concepts that you really don't like about it, is the binging, the grinding and binging to get the, the items to yeah. upgrade your gear. You're going into this knowing that's also something you don't want to do. But that's why, so, I, that's why, like, in the beta, there isn't really any of that. It's yeah. just the combat. And that's always what people talk about the most, is, like, the combat is fun. And I just, I couldn't find that fun in the combat. Yeah. And you couldn't find the fun in the combat in Bloodborne. No, but see, that's the thing. I think the combat in Bloodborne is great. I'm bad at it. Yeah, like, like, I, I have, liked playing Bloodborne. I if, got to the point where I just got so lost... And other things had come out that I just stopped playing. If Bloodborne, Bloodborne had an easy mode, I totally would have played more of it. I'm sure it has some sort of I don't easy think, mode. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that all those Souls games, there's no difficult. I think it's just fuck you all the time. And then there's New Game Plus, fuck you even more. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, I am... I. So I was able to kill the, those two monsters without any trouble in Monster Hunter. Yeah. Like I said, I couldn't get past a crowd of fucking people in Bloodborne. I mean... <laughs> you also don't like the combat in uh, Breath of the Wild. I just find it boring. It's it, it feels good. Like that's so that's that's actually a good example. I think the Breath of the Wild combat. I don't like it because I just it's boring to me. But I think it feels good. I didn't think Monster Hunter felt good. Uh, and again, to me, combat feels feels very similar. Yes, like I I, I don't. If, it, the only difference is you're fighting smaller things in Breath of the Wild than you are in Monster. But even like fighting some of the bigger things in Breath of the Wild, like I still always felt like the com like the combat felt good. I didn't like like I didn't have a lot of fun with it because I just I don't know like it's 
it felt good. I just didn't enjoy the combat portion of it. I enjoyed the exploration of that game. Like, that's where I had fun. I had fun climbing random fucking walls just to see if I could. And I'm sure if there was more to Monster Hunter than fighting monsters, it was more exploration concept and things like that, you'd probably find more enjoyment out of that rather than the combat style. It's just this game is geared more towards combat than it is for the exploration. I, mean, well, I mean, it's a thing, like, I can really get behind games that do one thing really well, do one thing and do that one thing well. I don't think Monster Hunter does the one thing it does remotely good at all. Like, and, like I played fucking 80 hours of Destiny because the shooting was fucking amazing. You really and- got that much Destiny? I didn't yeah, think you played no, Destiny I played for Desti- that long. I played fucking 80 hours of Destiny 1. I fucking hated it. <laughs> but shooting things in the head felt amazing. But playing that game, like, it was mostly because, like, I played that game a lot between, like, 5 and 7 a.m. when nobody else was up. So I wasn't playing with you guys, and you guys were doing, like, the Strikes and Raid at, like, 11 p.m. on a Tuesday. And I was like, well, I'm fucking asleep for an hour before you even start. (laughs) So, like, I got to the level cap, fucking, I grinded the shit out of the stupid quest and shit, because I liked shooting things in Destiny, even though I fucking hated the game. When when you were playing that thing over the the 15-minute one, was that you by yourself, or were you playing with, like, Anthony or Shawhead? By myself. Okay, I was just curious if that changed yeah. it. Like, if you if you had a, if you enjoyed it solo the way you enjoy it, like no, cooperatively. I, I enjoy the game overall. Okay, well, so, some games do have a different impact yeah. on you when you're playing with other people, even and like a thousand percent, like Destiny. I enjoyed playing with people more, like because it gave me something to take my mind off doing the same four things over and over and, and over and, again. But like Monster Hunter for me, I can play the game single player and multiplayer, like. Single player, there's only so much you can do single, at least in previous iterations. This one, it might be different. Um, previous iterations, you can, there's, you can play the entire game single player and then go into the guild hall and do that multiplayer. But the guild hall stuff is all geared toward, toward multiplayer. So whether it's just you or you and one other person, the enemies are stronger because that's what the guild hall is for is for multiplayer. This one, they've done it differently where you can play the entire game with other people or by yourself. And the only time it increases the enemy difficulty or make gives them more health, which is 2.4 times their normal health, um, is if you include one other person. So, like, I, I will find enjoyment and I will play this game by myself or with somebody else. And I'll enjoy it. All, okay, yeah, I was, just, it, I was just curious. I mean, I just, I might enjoy it a little bit more with somebody else just because we might be able to clear things faster. Because even though it is 2.4 times the amount of health, we're doing double damage plus we have two cats. So it's getting extra abilities. And, and like, so one of our cats could have poison, the other one could have paralysis, or one of us could have a paralysis, and so on and so forth like that. It's, like, there, there, there's a slight strategy to it, and it's just, I, I find enjoyment in the game. I, I mean, I find the combat is 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 gratifying enough to me. Look, it is that, okay to be wrong. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, it is, guys. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is okay to be wrong. It's okay if you like the Transformers equivalent of video games. Look, <laughs> I never said I hated Transformers. I know, exactly. Transformers 1, 2, and 3 were awesome. No. 4 was okay. No. I haven't seen 5. 4 has statutory rape jokes in it. 
Look, when by you a guy who, th- wasn't that um TJ Miller that made those? No, no, that was uh Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. Wait, Liam well, Hemsworth was he, in four. He has yeah. He has look, he has the uh, Romeo and Juliet law. I'm I'm fucking so- laminated in this goddamn wallet. I'm sorry, but when you were 18 and there were celebrities that were 16, you oh she's 16, I'm 18, she's legal for me. Like you thought like when you were 18 and still in high school, if there was a a sophomore. God forbid a freshman or even a junior that was two years younger than you. Technically, that's illegal for you to date, but you're still old enough to date. You would think like, okay, we're still legally allowed to date. His age difference and her age difference was two years. So I just want to throw out there, not Liam's, Hem- not Liam no? Hemsworth. Oh, uh, it was. I didn't think it was Liam Hemsworth. But I, I needed to double. For some that. reason, I thought it was. It no. wasn't. Maybe it was the kid from. He he had. He was a southern. Know who dude it is? Then. I honestly have no idea who this is. His name is Jack Rayner. Um, I don't recognize... The guy from StarCraft? <laughs> I don't recognize any of the other movies he's really been in. Um... It wasn't too fast... It wasn't Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift? It wasn't that kid? No. No, no I know. No, no, definitely not. Um, also, tra- Transformers 4, 18% rotten. Didn't realize people hated it that much. Yeah. New, new people didn't like it, didn't realize they disliked it that much. It's got a 32 on Metacritic. That's bad. Um... But did, do you have anything other than uh, Monster Hunter? Uh, I caught up on Shield. Agents I, Shield. I did not. So, uh-huh. but I, I finally episode saw episode behind. I finally saw the Fitz episode. It's a really good episode, right? It was a good episode. Yeah, it was, it was awesome finding everything out. That has been the best episode of the season. I cared so much more about Fitz and Hunter than anything going on in the future. Oh yeah, and and the the most recent episode. It, it I don't. I didn't watch the most recent one. I know. The last uh, one I saw is the one where, like, Fitz, like, actually meets up with everybody, and he's pretending to be, like, a bounty hunter or whatever. Yeah. Um. But- I don't know. I just... This season, I hope it takes a turn, because it's not... It's not starting out as great as I expect. I agree. Um. But that's all you got? I believe so, yeah. Um. It's two weeks, so I had a lot to yeah. catch up on. We also went on about Monster Hunter for a while, but also after this week, Drew and I aren't going to be playing it, so it'll just be you talking it'll about it. It'll just be me talking about it. I mean, probably for probably two weeks, and then it, I'll just get bored of it, so I'll say I'll just play more, but... Um, so, I, I, I played episode four of Batman, The Enemy Within. Okay. The Telltale season two. Um, that one's still fun. I still like that one. Still does interesting things with Batman and his, like, surrounding characters. I like the stuff with the Joker, that who's not the Joker yet, is really interesting. I... I played it on the PC because I had our pass on the PC. You only played and episode I one of played, season one, right? I only played episode one of season one because it was just Telltale games on the PC and in general, but on a PC are just so glitchy. You're not and, wrong. And controls wise, because I was using the keyboard instead of like an actual controller, it just it took it away from me that I couldn't get through it. I, I have I downloaded it on the PlayStation that I want to play through. Right, because it. wasn't it? It was free, it was with free PS Plus, right? Last month, I believe it's. The first season is definitely better than the second season, but the second season is still actually really good. Okay. Um. But yeah, so I played through that. Um. There's still one more episode to go. Yeah. Um. I think the next one is really going to be. So, the, you know how like at the end of like any of these things, they always give you like the recap of like here's where you stand with this person and here's where you stand with that person. Mm-hmm. Um. It ends with them telling like like in those things that I may have turned the Joker into a vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> So he might become the Red Hood instead of the Joker. Um, like, like his last, like, little line thing, or not his last line thing, but like, the last line in this thing was like, you convinced John to, um, 
to clean up Gotham with you or something like that, or bring justice to Gotham. Which I mean, totally gonna go gonna go sideways. Like oh, yeah, not gonna go well at all. He's gonna be. But like, I, and you know what? That could be what the Joker thinks at first. Is like I'm gonna clean up Gotham and get get rid of all the crazy. But his crazy is actually the same. But it's good. I'm a little nervous that they're gonna go Batman and Robin with it. Like like Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Um. Because with, with, with no. bat nipples and everything. Yeah. Okay. Um. Not quite that bad. But so. If you, you guys remember, he can't turn his head without turning his whole body, type of thing. Actually, you know what? I don't know if he ever does really turn. But anyway, <laughs> if you remember, in Batman and Robin, Mister Freeze is trying to cure his wife Nora of like McGregor's disease or something like yeah, that. Yeah, whatever, whatever um, it's supposed to be. Alfred also comes down with it. Yeah. So the the like kind of like climactic thing in the movie is like Batman convincing Mister Freeze to help him come up with the cure so Take that he can two cure Alfred. And come in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. In this one, there's a virus. They're, tr- they're trying to get the virus. The bad guys want it. Batman's trying to stop it. All that fun stuff. Mr. Freeze is one of the bad guys trying to get it because he needs that along with um, the Riddler's blood to create a vaccine that will save his wife. The nice. Riddler's blood of all things. Apparently, because he was working with the com- with the people that were making this virus, he got it and then, like, in trying to, like, cure himself, like, his blood is now, like, an antibody for it, so okay. it turns the virus from being a virus that kills you into, I guess, like, a cure for stuff. Er- early exposure to a weakened state might cause him yeah. to have a better immune system. Than um, you can. But, so, Alfred's sick now. Like, you, you get back to Batcave, and, like, he's, like, passed out on the floor. So, like, I'm nervous that, like, that's where they're going with it. I'm just like, oh, man, this didn't work well in 1998. It's not going to work well in 2020. <laughs> well, it didn't work well in 1998 because they had neon thugs Actually, as well. 97, so. I'm sorry. Batman Forever was 95. Batman and Robin was 97. All right, so they started writing it for the 20th anniversary, and they just tailtailed it and didn't I mean, get they, it out in time. Yeah, I mean, it launched in 2017. <laughs> oh, so. there you go. It still um, counts. It's still good, though. I still like it. The cast, like, the the voice cast is really good for it, in my opinion. Um, and then you guys were involved in this. We played last Friday, the board game. Yes. Yes. That was a weird game. And yeah. I feel like the rules contradict, or not contradict, but the rules make it less fun than it could be. Well, the the problem is, and uh, like this is coming from one of the more experienced board games players, the game is a cooperative game, but no one was playing cooperatively. Well, and, and we, that had was, too, we had too many people playing that game, like, together. Yeah, so the <laughs> people that were grouped up as a, a team together were playing together, but they weren't talking. Because, for instance, and I'm, like, I don't want to, like, point fingers or whatever, but Dave and Erica. Erica was constantly like, why? Why are we going to do that? We got to save ourselves. Yeah. It's like, no, this is a cooperative game. We need to have as many people as we can survive. Yeah, I mean, really, you just need, you needed one person to make yeah. it into a cabin for us to move on yeah. to chapter two. And then you have Vogel, who, instead of going to his hideout. No, that's the thing. He was trying to go to his hideout with the red key. Yeah, he had. Because Dave and Erica had the green key for which, his cabin. Which is why at one point I even asked, and this is the D&D player in me, do I play knowing that they have my key, or do I play not knowing they have my key? And that's that's what raises a good question. Is like, should I try to find my key for a bit and then go and hope somebody got in there, or do I just keep looking for the key and running away or going somewhere? Like, yeah, I mean, the the thing that makes the most sense is you know we're playing. I'm red, you're green. I pick up the green key as the red player. You should stop looking for keys and head to at and it, if like I am closer to your cabin, basically. You should just start heading to your cabin on your turn yeah. because by the time you get there, 
I will have hopefully made it yeah. in. Like, it's, I mean, even if, if you, and obviously if you can pass spots along the way to pick items up, it makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah flip a thing, maybe it's a key. In that case, you can just leave the key there. And now somebody else knows, oh, the blue key is right here. I will swing around and get that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the cooper- cooperation wasn't great, but I also feel like by having like the maniac, which was me, know, like actively place the keys. Like it basically made it impossible for you guys. Yeah, and that, Whereas, that was, yeah, I would have liked. I didn't think I, to go back and look at it, but I wonder if, without really thinking about how to use the boat, if it was even fucking possible for any of us to get to any of the cabins in time. Yeah, like, no, I, I like I like the idea of the maniac getting to put the boat where he wants because it doesn't affect the maniac where the boat is because they can go through the water once regardless. Mm-hmm. But, you know, picking the spot for the boat, you know, that's one of those things where, like, it that would be hard to leave up to random chance to drop it in there since there's just one. But I would like the idea of, you know, put the boat where you want because then I'm putting the boat down someplace and I'm either helping myself or screwing myself if I'm playing the maniac. Yeah. But then just r- randomize the, the tokens as best as possible. Like, shake them up and just kind of start putting them down. There should be a set of starting points that the keys go on. There are. The, one, like... Like, you place the keys first, well, but so, you can place them on any of the item circles, right? No, so there there are, so there's normal circles, which are the ones that you guys walk on, and yeah. then there are only, like, eight circles that have, like, yeah, a yeah. white circle, and I that's the keys, 10. the two corpses, and four items. Yeah, yeah. And so, what happens is, though, like, the reason that there's, the reason that it's not just the keys is so this way, you, like, if you get there and you flip a corpse over, that's going to hinder you. Yeah. If you get there and flip like an item over, that kind of helps you, but it's not quite what you need. Well, what I'm saying is one of those item circles, like, or five of those item circles should be key circles. So the story to the game though is that the counselors hid the keys as like a game for your arrival. Yeah. And so they should know where the keys are. So I'm not saying the keys have to be it. I'm not saying that there should be a red key circle. I'm saying that there should be five key circles that you randomly shake up the keys and place them around. I, I, I mean, it's not really yeah. any different. Yeah, that's, it's it's better than him... Not better, but it's it it gives us more of a chance than him plotting. No, that green is over here, so green no, is going to exactly go No, exactly what I was saying. I think, I think that it should be randomized so that nobody knows where the corpse... Including the maniac. Like, I don't get to look and see, here's the red key, I'm going to put it as far away from the red cabin as possible. It's just like, here's and, all the possible things that go on those spots... Just put them down randomly, and, and that's up to you to set that up. Like, yeah, if you like want to set it up that way, that would be like a up. house rule. Because then yeah. at least there's a fighting chance that like somebody gets safe and you can move on. I also feel like the 15 turns seemed awfully, and, and that's also because of how you place the keys. Yeah, the way you place the keys and the way everyone was playing, no one was us- utilizing the boat until I did, and then everyone tried to blame me for using the boat when no one was going near the boat anyway. Yeah, and you were the closest one to the boat. Nobody was. There was literally nobody else on that side of the water, so you using the boat didn't hinder anything. If anything, you yeah. put the boat in a position where everyone could have used it. Yeah. The problem was, like you said, like nobody worked together. So, like Drew and Sarah, you guys were on the opposite side of the map, and I said this at one point. Like you thought I was going for you, I was fucking going for them because they were the ones all the way out by themselves. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, at the very least, I can kill them because I thought everybody else was kind of like far enough away that I wasn't going to get them in time. Yeah. 
but then everybody ended up in the same fucking spot. So I'm like, fuck this. I yeah. can go through the water. And, and that was like, that was the issue. Like, Vogel was staying around his cabin where he had the key to a different cabin. If he had just dropped it, yeah. and I, I could have picked it up I said and that gone to him like to that four cabin. times. I'm like, you know, you can drop that and somebody else can grab it and head to that cabin. But like, he's like, nah, I'm good. Instead <laughs> of circling around his cabin, he could have dropped it at the dock where we could have gone, somebody could have gone, picked it up, taken the, the boat to the other side and gotten to our yeah. cabin. Like, to that I, cabin. I think conceptually it's a, it's actually a pretty cool game, especially when you get into like the, the second and third and fourth chapters, just cause it changes things up in interesting ways. Yeah. There are um, rules for just jumping right to those other chapters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it just, it needs like some house rules basically mm-hmm. to like fix some of the balance issues. Well, and, and it's, and that's also a, like, I, I've learned this by going to my many game nights and, I, it was your first, you, you get over, like, game nights have to have limited numbers of people, you had nine people, well, so, so I, like, I, it, I really don't think that made a difference. Well, no, because, well, so here's like, the other thing, we didn't expect nine people, we expected, like, five, because up until the week before, only Drew and Sarah had said yes. Well, I had told you a couple weeks prior yeah, to that so, I was like, going, it, but I never hit yes. And so, so it was you too. Like, like, like that was like two weeks before. Yeah. And then all, and then like Dave and Erica said, well, maybe one of us can come. Yeah. And I had no idea they were bringing a random fucking person with them. Erica says she told me and she probably did. And I just don't remember it. Yeah. But originally it was only going to be one of them. And then they both ended up off. So then they both came and, and, all, and then also it was going to be both Vogels. Yeah. yeah. And then, well, cause they weren't going to, they were a maybe for a while and not yeah. sure. And then it worked out where they were both going to come and then just one of them. And to be honest, I almost, because there were so many, I almost was like, there's going to be so many people there. I might just step out so that there's more people that can yeah. play the game instead of like going I mean, up or there's I, more game I mean options. had you wanted to step out I would have beaten you in Mario Kart gl- I would have gladly beaten you in well, Mario no, Kart well no not step out as in game gaming it's a step out as not having gone but it, it got when like we found out that there was going dude, to be dude if you didn't show up after we got all that fucking well, no, gluten free shit I would have killed no, you no that's that's <laughs> the thing like once once the week came up and I saw that there was going to be nine people out of nowhere and Sarah was like I'm making this and Eric's like, I'm making it, and I'm like, I can't not go now. Yeah. Like, I have to go. And it, it was one of those, like, because, like, Eric and I even talked early on, it's like, the more people I invite, the less games we can actually play. Yeah. Because, like, other than, like, Cards Against Humanity, Red Flags, like, stuff like that, most games have, like, a six-person limit. Yeah. Like, there aren't that many games that have, like, seven, eight, nine people. No. And that's why, like, we invited... We invited extra people, not thinking everyone would show up, and yeah. then all but, like, three people said yes and came. And the three people <laughs> that didn't show up are the three people that don't go on Facebook. Anthony, Eric, and Audra. Yeah. So. Um, so, like, it, it just happened to be one of those, like, you know, we didn't want... I mean, not not that it would have been bad if it was just you and Sarah, but, like, yeah. it would have also been just kind of like, oh, well, we just did this two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, like, it was, you know, yeah, invite extra people so yeah, that when yeah. people... Yeah, and it just... It, it makes sense, but, like, I, I, I've been to... Like, I have one friend who, when he does his game nights, or even when other people do their game nights and he's involved, he will invite other people. And I've talked to him before. I'm like, dude, you know you're limiting the amount of things that we can actually do when you invite X amount of extra people. Like, he even got to the point where he tried where he tried to invite somebody else to D&D. <laughs> But, and I'm like, dude, what do you, what do you do? Like, like there is his one friend, Jim. He was like, I invited Jim. He, he said he might be able to come. I'm like, 
Are you cool. kidding me? Like, did you, you ask come, me? Like, watch us roll dice. Well, no, this was before we even made characters. This oh. was the time where he got mad at me because it took us two hours to make characters because he wanted to make characters instead of use the pre-made ones in the starter set. And he didn't know how to make a character, nice. so I had to make six fucking characters. Nice. Um, the last thing I wanted to say about last Friday, though, is I looked into the expansion that we also have, or sequel, whatever you want to call it, because you can play that you can play it by itself, but it also adds to the existing game. Yeah, it adds two more chapters. Okay. Um, it's called Return to Camp. Wait, does it come with its own board? I don't know because we didn't open it yet. Oh. Um. But so it adds it adds new player characters, like new colors and stuff like that. Um, it also adds a new like monster character. Oh, oh, so, so it probably it's colors? Freddy versus Jason. Okay, so it it increases. Okay, so it increases so, the amount of players. Well, it should. So no, no, no. So yeah, it increases it by one. I think because there's one? A, there's a mi- so it doesn't it adds extra like cards like okay. not like same colors but oh, okay. more like characters that you can pick from. And it adds um, a new villain. So it's the maniac still, and then a demon who attacks you in your dreams. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So like, it, it, if you read like the synopsis for the game, like it, it lists the story out for it. One of the characters that like the 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 teens play as is the one who, if you played all of the parts of the the first one, would have been been the predestined character who was the one that um that kills or is the closest to killing the maniac in chapter two. Yeah. Okay. So, like, they carry, like, some of that weird stuff over, but somehow, like, you can play just all of it at once. Interesting. Yeah, like, it, it actually sounded like it could be pretty cool. And also, like, to the point of there being so many people, had I not been interested in trying that game, I would have been like, alright, well, this game is a five, what, six-person game? Yeah. Who wants to play something else? Who wants to play Mario Kart or whatever? Yeah, that, but- that was kind of my thinking, too. Like, had we been playing, like... Munchkin or something like that. Like, I mean, I Munchkin's like, a bad, a bad call well, because I you mean, can have that many like, people. Well, but. Like, I'll, I'll straight up say, if one of your game nights happens again, you have nine, ten people, whatever, like it was this time, and you guys pull out Cards Against Humanity, I'm absolutely walking away. I refuse to play Cards Against Humanity with more than five people. Because you're just boring. Just because there's fights that outbreak because of that. I.e. me almost knocking the shit out of John Scott. Yeah, he's not That's, invited. I know, but still, like, it, to me, like... Like, uh, Red Flags was fun, because it's one person in particular, but, like, and, and like, we did a, a nice once ago round robin, but I've overplayed Cards Against Humanity so much, and Cards Against Humanity gets so boring the more people you have, because it's one person judging one card on one set, and people forget what card they played, it takes people so long to pick their cards, it takes people so long to decide which one is right. Like, to me... If you have more than five, six people playing that, it kind of loses a bit. Yeah. Plus, like I said, I've overplayed it so much. I mean, I just, I'll give you. I, I don't. I'll give you it, that argument. I don't find like, it yeah. fun, and but, I don't find it funny. You know, that's one of those things where it's like, if we were playing a, like a game that had like a five-person limit and a bunch of people had already played it, it's like, yeah, like we'll play Mario Kart or a Jackbox or something like that. Or yeah. Just shoot the shit while everybody yeah. else. Like, or, yeah. Um. But I mean, other than that, um, I decided I'm going to watch all the MCU movies. Leading up to Infinity War, I think it's uh, one a week. So I'm I'm or... I'm backed up like four. Yeah. So I started this week. I'm I watched Iron Man one, and then I'm gonna watch uh, Incredible Hulk and Iron Man two. I guess tomorrow and Friday, depending on how work goes. Yeah. Um, 
Iron Man 1's actually still a pretty good movie. Yeah, Iron Man 1 held up. Um, it's a little weird going back to watch it now, but it's still a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, the one thing I noticed that, that I just didn't think of because it's been so long since I saw that, the Nick Fury cameo at the end. Like, when, when Tony walks in and, like, he's, like, hacked Jarvis and all that stuff, he says something that's, like, something along the lines of, what, do you think you're the only superhero out there? Which, while it probably won't be the setup, it's kind of the setup for Captain Marvel in, like, a weird sort of roundabout way. Because at that point, like, Cap was still frozen. Um, Hulk was not a hero. And Hulk, I, th- I believe Hulk... Hulk is supposed to happen, I think, Hulk after Thor, Iron Man? Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man 2 take place within a week of each other. That's what I thought. Um, I couldn't remember if, if that was That's... if Hulk was that one or not. But yeah, so, like, Hulk hasn't really happened yet, but Banner as the Hulk did exist. Yeah. Um... But, like, definitely not a hero. Like, you wouldn't call Hawkeye and Black Widow heroes. Like, they were spies at that point. Yeah. <coughs> she so, was barely formed at the time, yeah, I think. Yeah, so, like, there really weren't any, like, none of the MCU heroes that we know of now existed at that point. But, but Captain America, Ant-Man, Captain Marvel. Yeah, um, so you, you had... Like, the past heroes. Yeah, so you had Ant-Man who hadn't really been in active duty since the 80s, I guess? Yeah. Um... Yeah, the 80s, because that's where it opened up with him going in and quitting in the 80s. Yeah. Um, and, like, Cap was frozen. They thought he was dead. They didn't realize he was actually alive in a block of ice. Yeah. But, like, we we know that Captain Mar- the Captain Marvel movie is going to take place in the 90s, and Fury's in it. So Nick Fury's going to be in the 90s without an eye patch. And they had set photos that showed him and um, Maria Hill in, like, present day, because he does have the eye patch. Yeah. So it's potentially, like, going to be bookended by those two, or at least, like, somehow it's going to jump to the future. But, like, Fury kind of having that line kind of does... Because a lot of people are wondering, like, how are you going to have this hero that apparently, like, fought aliens in the 90s? Just has been nowhere ever since, and nobody has mention of her. But, like, Fury, like... I mean, it wasn't intended, but Fury kind of did in in yeah. 2008. He flat out says, like, there are other superheroes out there other than you. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. we... Before any of the other heroes made an appearance on Earth that we've seen so far. Yeah. Minus the Hulk. Yeah. But again, at that point, Hulk, definitely not a hero. Hulk was a villain, yes. I mean, not a, d- or, he was an anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause he wasn't really a hero until, uh, until like, Fury needed like, him for the Avengers. Like, I, I don't even know if I saw, I've never seen the Eric Banner Hulk. Oh, you're not missing anything. But, so I don't even know if he fought anything in that movie. He fought a, he fought a lightning cloud? <laughs> and a dog? I know he fights a dog, and I know he fights a storm. Okay. Like, th- that movie's fucking weird, that's, and it's not good. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Uh, d- d- don't, yeah. Um, but yeah, so tomorrow will probably be Incredible Hulk. Nice. Nice. I wanted to do that, too. Maybe I'll do it, uh, over in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think I, I have to catch up to Thor, I think, before, like, the end of next week. Or I guess maybe Captain America. Captain America and Thor would be the ne- two for next week, and then after that, I should be able to watch them just weekly. Yeah. And, like, Thor Ragnarok should be out, It well, not should be, is out on DVD and stuff prior to Infinity War. Yeah. The only one that'll go out of chronological order will be Black Panther. Yeah, which, I mean, you don't need to, you yeah. can include, I'm not saying you can't, you don't have to include it, but, uh, you don't, you'll have seen that so recently yeah. to the release of Infinity and, War, you don't have to include it. I mean, there's it. also the possibility that that comes out in February, April, May, if the DVD for that came out early May, like, I could theoretically yeah. watch that, like, the day before Avengers. If the movie is good enough, it could yeah. come out. It's that. going to be. Yeah. Let's be real. 
Yeah. Um, I think it ha- already has, like, the highest pre-sale tickets uh, of any Marvel movie. Yeah. It's sold out it's almost cool. instantly. Or very fast, not almost instantly. It looks good. It does. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, I watched some TV shows. Black Lightning's not bad. I haven't watched it yet. Um, it, it was better than I expected it to be. Like, I, I, I'm interested enough to keep watching it. It's in another alternate universe, right? Actually, I'm not sure anymore. Okay. Because at, at this, I thought it was supposed to take place in the past, but they made reference to heroes and others. Like, they didn't say anybody's names, but they, they said something along the lines of, like, why are the, why are these guys wearing masks in other cities heroes, but a black dude do, does it, I'm a vigilante, or something like that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, What's, not sure. I mean, I, it, I remember reading originally that they weren't supposed to tie together. They all, they made similar references in Supergirl, too, like with Batman and yeah, Superman. That's true. At least Batman and Superman. I don't know if there's been more, but. Yeah, so I, I don't, they, they haven't really gotten that far. I've only watched the first episode. The second yeah. one was on last night. Okay. Um, and I'm on like, Episode two of series three of Black Mirror. I watched uh, season two all yesterday as I was sick. That Christmas episode was awesome. Yeah, John Hamm is the best. It, was that the that that was the guy who um who tricked the guy, the American dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was awesome in that, and like that ending just blew my mind. Yeah. Um, Wait till you get to um. So season three, episode one is is decent. Episode two is about like virtual reality video games. Um. The, the like, game designer guy, for some reason, reminds me of Kojima. But not, like, because he's like Kojima. I just feel like that's how, like, Kojima's mind works. Okay. But, man, that one was fucking weird and awesome. You haven't watched season four yet, have you? No. Wait until you get to episode one of season four. I did find out, I don't know if you saw this, apparently all of the episodes are in a shared universe. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, one, like... of, one of the... um. One of the episodes, I guess, confirms it, but, like, you, you can see it in different places because, like, certain technology exists in different mm-hmm. places. It's just, the, like, different, but you can tell it's, like, the eye technology. The eye yeah. technology is similar. It all takes place in a similar universe, but, like, dep- it's actually more so different differential on time. Yeah. So, like, the uh, the bike episode, the, uh, what was it, 15 million credits? Yeah, that one's that further That takes in the way place in the future when the eye technology is passed. Whereas, um, but I don't know if you noticed in one of the episodes, it might have actually been the first one of season three. If it wasn't in season two, somebody is watching that game show, and it's not like a far flung future. Like episode. the American Idol game show. Yeah, it's probably season three. Then I don't. Yeah, think it, it like it, it's just like because did you see the the one where people could block people? Um. Well, that was yeah. The that Christmas was that one. episode. That episode. He was watching that that thing in when he was watching TV before he got to the news. That show was on first. Was it? Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to recheck. Shit. You only catch it really because the, the three judges are the same people. Okay. I'll have to double check. Um, so then it might be actually in the past, but before the I thing maybe or something. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, that, that, that show is crazy. I, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, episode one of season three is all, it's very social media oriented. Yeah. That one's weird. That's the one where it's, uh, it's got Bryce Dallas Howard. That's in it. it. She, I've, I've kind of seen that. I was falling asleep when I was watching it. Yeah, that was a good one. It was fucking weird, though. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. But yeah, um, I think that's the show. I hope so. I kind of got to pee really bad. Have to pee for like an hour now. It's a a long one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, if you want to find out more content stuff, you can head over to uh, www. Ah, motherfucker. www.one-quest.com. You can help us out by supporting us over on patreon.com slash onequest. We have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash onequestvideo. 
can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash onequestonline. We are at one underscore quest on Twitter. You can find our podcasts on all of the podcast services. It would be harder to not find us. Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Any app you want to use, you should be able to search for us and find us. Yep. Yeah, I think so. And you can always send us an email, social at one-quest.com. And that's the show, guys. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.